This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. The soundtrack to this shit was really fire, by the way. I was fucking jamming, man. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 323 of This Week in Culture. I am your host, Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. One Half of the Culture. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, One Half of the Culture, One Half of Everything. And I know what you're thinking. Finally, my favorite podcast is spending time with me. What's popping? Oh, man. Long-awaited, highly-anticipated review of the clone Tyrone. Dog, we back in the fucking building, ladies and gentlemen, man. Been a minute since we had a cultural movie drop. Been, you know, doing what we need to do with the shows and all that. But it's been a minute since we had a... Nigga, it damn near feel like we ain't had a, a dope cultural movie since the photograph. Nigga, that was some years ago, dog. Like, highly anticipated like this? Been a minute, bro. Yeah, it is, actually. No, yeah. it's a... Uh Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. You right. You right. That was uh, that was January of shit two years ago. So, yeah, man. Um, they cloned Tyrone, directed by Jewel Taylor. It's his first like like feature film directorial debut. This is a hell of a fucking movie to come out with, man. Uh, I'm not familiar with dog. Uh, so he was a writer on Creed two. And he was a writer on Space Jam, A New Legacy. Very young cat. Like, dog was... So he want, he from the Ryan Coogler tree? I'm I'm guessing so, man. Because um, those are two projects that Ryan Coogler was... Was heavily involved in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, he, uh, he got his directorial debut, or feature film, rather, debut um, with some heavy fucking hitters, bro. Uh, what's the joint Jay-Z had his hand in? With the the Western, that was some cultural shit. Oh yeah, oh, Netflix um, too. The Netflix, harder they fall, harder Heart they, they fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was really we've good, we've had man. movies have been. It's always very few and far between. Though, it's recently, fun though man. when that happened. Yeah, it's really fun when um. You know, we was kind of talking for the mics came on. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun when your immediate community. Is excited to watch something just as you're excited to watch something and y'all yeah. can watch it and y'all can have conversations about it or whatever. Um, and it just be really dope. Um, it's a lot of dope content that's out there that it don't get the fanfare from us, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. But it, it pops off on the white excellence on the Patreon. But like, yo, this we should be like this should be really, really good too. Yeah, man. But in any event, like I'm I like when shit like this comes it's, out because Shit like this is what started this podcast, right? Um, when it's just like like black Twitter, right? When uh when we used to talk insecure and we used to talk power and had a threads going, even the shy early on them threads used to be jumping. Um, and when we used to talk about those shows, it was because everybody stopped to watch them. Um, when you get those moments where everybody stops to watch it. Cultural or not, right? If it's just a moment that you know everybody's on, it makes for fun interactions online. It makes for a great podcast for us, and it gives us a lot of content to go over, man. And this was definitely one of those moments. Um, I feel like we've been hearing about this movie for mad long. (laughs) Like, probably feels longer than it actually has been. But it feels... Facts. Pause. (laughs) Pause the whole... Hey, you... Um, but no, man, it, it feels like this movie has been on 
our pod agenda and like upcoming looking forward to pods for at least a couple years, man. So to finally see it released and see it quickly, I think within the first 24 hours, it was starting to break some records over at Netflix as far as streams go. Um, just felt good to see, man. Yeah, I think that was due to Jamie Foxx, though. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, his, you know, his... Look, yeah. man, you can you can call it a rollout if you want to. You can call it irony if you want to. But the fact of the matter is, y'all was just saying my man got cloned for the last two Nef- months. Netflix <laughs> is taking full advantage of Jamie Foxx right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching it again last night, and on, like, the homepage when they show you movies, five of Jamie Foxx movies was right there. Come on now. Come I'm like now. shit. That's not even good. <laughs> was they got displayed stealth up right there. there. It for real. Stealth is up there. <laughs> it was <laughs> like yo. Stealth almost ruined my nigga career, dog. Oh man, but um, it really wasn't even like a horrible movie. But it was they, the timing of it. They paid for it like it was a big blockbuster, yeah. Top Gun, and it wasn't. Well, and they had shelved it. Stealth was shelved for like a year and a half prior to Ray. And then when Ray came out and them Oscar talks was happening, they was like, yo, gonna put that movie out that we shelved. Let's get our mo- let's get our money back. Man, and that shit, it still bombed. Why do you think it bombed though? It wasn't like a horror. I mean, it was a regular fucking. It was a regular one of them movies, but I think that especially now I feel like black people kind of watch a We'll watch whatever now, but back then I feel like we was real specific about what we yeah. watched our stars in, right? Yeah. We didn't want to see that nigga and Jessica Biel in a, uh, a Air Force movie. That nigga was with her after that yeah. for like a long time. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> and it was just like we, we looked at that and it was like, oh, they whitewashing Jamie. We don't want to watch that. We're going to keep watching Ray and the Jamie Foxx show reruns and shit, but we ain't supporting that. And it was like, and I think once it started coming out that the movie bombed, then it just added to us never wanting to go see that shit. Like, oh, it's trash too? Nah. And it was like, damn, it wasn't. I mean, it was one of them, right? Tom Normal. Cruise would have did the movie. It would have been $100 million at the box office. Easy. Come on now. Huh? Um, but return of Jamie Foxx to, I mean, I want to say the big screen, but to the to the feature films. Um, <laughs> it's big on my screen. The facts. Facts. Um, what's the last time we seen Jamie? Like in a movie. It it feel like it's been a minute. Let me look up my boy filmography real quick because this feel like a gap. Like I ain't seen my dog. Forget all the little clone talk or whatever. I just ain't seen my nigga in a minute. Um, did you watch his speech or like that clip that he yeah. put out? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. He, he said a lot of nothing, but <laughs> I saw it. I mean, look, man. I don't know that you owe anybody anything, so you know. And and that's all. That's what it be. It's like nigga, yeah, I say shit. Daughter said anything she needed to say twenty year, twenty months ago, and ain't nobody listen. All right. Um. Oh, he was in Day Shift, that movie on Netflix. Oh, duh, we watched. Yeah, that. yeah, I yeah. Just, matter of fact, I watched that shit last week again. Yeah, he was in Day Shift, and then um he was in Spider Man No Way Home back in twenty twenty one. So and then Soul, also on Netflix. Um, Yo, the animated Soul. joint Souls. Oh, Disney Plus. Oh, that was Disney Plus. My bad. My bad. Um, Souls Soul phenomenal. Really good. That was a great movie. What's great? I thought about that shit yesterday too, dog. Or in, over this weekend, I was having conversations about. Mm. Uh, I was having a conversation about. Um, who cloned Tyrone? Yeah, and we'll get into it, and I'll explain how that ties in. Yeah. Um, Jamie got some upcoming shit, man. Uh. 
got a movie coming out later this year called God is a Bullet. I like the title. Um, Nick Cassavetti's movie, um, great director. Go look up his filmography if you don't know Nick Cassavetti's. Uh, God is a Bullet, Geechee, Strays, The Burial, Tin Soldier, Back in Action, and Groove Tale. Jamie about to have a real active 2023, bro. Look like he got a lot online, man. Um, anyway, we also got pod favorite John Boyega in the building. Uh, I really fuck with this guy. Like, heavy. John Boyega is a very strong actor, bro. Definitely. I, I, I really enjoyed um, this movie for him because now that I think about it, each film I've seen with him in it has been totally different from the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a totally different character from... The, the movie where he robbed a bank, which was a totally different character from The Woman King. Yeah. Which was a totally different Breaking character. Breaking was the, the bank movie, yeah. Which was a totally different character from Who Cloned Tyrone, which is a totally and different character from Star, Star Wars, Wars yeah. which is a totally different character from Detroit. The 100. Yeah. Uh, that was a CW movie. Yeah. He was on, well, CW series he was on. Um yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, I mean, I, again, I'm, you I'm look, enjoying his maturation in acting. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say, I was enjoying his growth. <laughs> yo, like, hey, oh, yo, <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> I said yo, anyway, man. yo, man. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because it's almost like you gotta say it so motherfuckers know what you laughing at because you gonna laugh at that. If you, you can see how much grown. I've grown <laughs> and, and went to different route. Um, but no, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, I think his growth and development as an actor has been really fucking great to watch, man. Like it's been again, I, I think the first thing that I can think of that I saw him in was Detroit. Um I never realized that was him in it. Yeah, yeah, that that's one of my pop's favorites. So that movie was really good. That movie was really good and really depressing. It was really good, and I was so frustrated because I went to see the premiere at the, in Bel Air mm-hmm. at the Bel Air, and there was a woman a few feet from me who kept talking through the movie, like mm. screaming at the, the the theater. Yeah, like she was mad that she was going on, and like she was talking to people, like it was like the. The cliche black woman yeah, yeah, yelling yeah. at the screen. Like that, tropes and shit. Yeah, yeah, it was that. But she was like angry. Nah, we don't, love it. We don't yeah. do that. We don't do that. Um, but yeah, man, it was like my, my introduction to him was in that. Um, then I remember when he was in, uh, I think it was Star Wars The Last Jedi, uh, was like the big film after Detroit. And I remember the backlash, right? You remember he got a lot of backlash for, for being black, even though... You didn't even know who the fuck was under the fucking bodysuit for like half the movie and shit. Well, the, the the issue was he was upset at Disney mm-hmm. because, and I almost want to say China, like they took him off the poster mm. because he was black and he didn't feel like they stepped up or, or like supported him enough. And of course, on Twitter, people were talking about him. This was around the time that whenever they changed somebody, well, yeah. you know what? I can't say whenever they change somebody black, whenever the color of a, of a fictional character who has historically been this particular character changes, the people from that background are upset. Just like we upset every time we see white Jesus. I mean, uh, and people are upset when they see black mermaids 
because it's been <laughs> fictional or not, right? Yeah. Um, because in this case, motherfucker, we don't know who under these nigga. Their bodysuit is white. Their armor is white. That was it. <laughs> and the leader of them niggas wore black armor. So, but y'all wasn't mad when it was James Earl Jones under the black joint. But boy, when you found out it was John Boyega under the white joint, it was attitudes everywhere. So I remember that backlash. I remember that being like a thing in the media. Um, and to your point, man, it's just been really good to see him evolve as an actor um, and really become one of them black Brits that we don't talk about, because <laughs> he got some shit, man. And I think this movie being such a shift for him as far as the style of the movie, the the type of character that he portrayed in this one, you know, drug dealer from this fictional town. Like, yo, yo shout out killed, to bro. our dog from P-Valley, though. Oh, man, J. Alphonse. J. Alphonse is on a run, too. Now he he's is, not, he's I, not, I, I do want them to not let him play a drug dealer and that knows though. They got but he on a run. I mean, I think it's strategic. Like we gotta toughen the character up. Yeah. Cause of so we can associate that with something different. I mm-hmm. think I think that's what maybe he's taking roles like that because like, all right, I gotta let me let y'all know balance. I'm still me. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoy seeing him in different movies. He's not getting like all these are not like giant roles. Yeah. But but he's in giant movies. Yeah. And and, and, and giant productions. Be, enough to be like, oh yeah, that's I remember him. And in this one, I mean, technically he's the fourth most important character in this bitch. Like, when you get beyond them first three, um, because we still gotta talk about the the goddess Tiana Paris just out here doing her thing. I, I love when she's in anything. She's becoming one of them actresses for me too, who like Kind of like Nicole Beery. Like, is she in it? I know she's going to kill it. Even if the movie ain't the greatest or not. Even if it's the best movie in the world, I know she's going to stand out. Um, but J. Alphonse is having a similar reaction. Like, if he in it, I know he kill his part, bro. Um, I'm looking through John Boyega's this filmography. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea there was a Law & Order UK. Oh shit! Who knew that? <laughs> like, now I gotta find it. Yo, Law and Order. How, how long has Dick Wolf been getting his bag? Yeah, he got a Law and Order UK. It's kind of a AO. Yeah. <laughs> how how long has Dick? Um, since two thousand nine or two thousand nine to two thousand fourteen. Five year UK run for Law and Order <laughs> yeah, in the middle crazy. of the thirty year run that SVU and the other one is on. That's insane, dog. Yeah, they about to do an um, Law and Order Canada. Like a SVU Canada. So what is it going to be? A bunch of niggas saying, hey? Probably. <laughs> nice niggas. It's like girls on a boat in Detroit. It's a bunch of A. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, Tiana Pierce. Killed. I So movies like this I always enjoy because it's no true lead, but at any given moment, one of these motherfuckers stand out and kind of run the whole shit. Tyrone's lead is. He is, but he ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's built around him. But I still feel like Tiana more than Jamie, because um, Jamie played a little bit more of the background. But I feel like Tiana Paris's character really did hold a lot of her own uh, in this, right? As kind of like a co-lead to um, John Boyega's Fontaine slash Tyrone, man. So before we get into our thoughts and plots and all that, we did get a few voice notes in about the movie. Shout out to y'all who sent them voice notes in. I know a turnaround like this with a movie that dropped Friday. It was all of two hours. It was all of two hours. Not easy to fucking flip and uh, and get that back on 
you know, voice note level to us. So salute to um to the cats who was able to get one in. If you weren't able to get a they clone Tyrone voice note in, don't even trip. We'll be back in the studio later this week for a hijack and culture pod. So we're gonna get into all that then. But in the meantime, uh got one from the homie Aaron. He said, Good flick, fellas. Can't wait to hear y'all break it down. Let's see what Aaron thought about the movie. Aaron, what up though? He said the title of his shit is They Really Cloned Tyrone. <laughs> they did, bruh. What up, Ant? What up, Jay? It's your boy Aaron, the union official from Old Park. I'm going to get right into They Cloned Tyrone. The movie was excellent. It gave the viewer what they were looking for. If you were looking for a laugh with the old school and living color, Jamie Foxx, it gave you that. If you were looking for something more cerebral with John Boyega, uh, as Fontaine slash Tyrone, it gave you that, you know, and as a small comic relief, it gave you the character Yo-Yo, who was also serious at times because she was the one that wasn't a clone and was trying to be uh, a, a reporter, too, at the same time. I like how they slipped that in because mm-hmm. she wrote a whole article and was trying to get it out. Um, but I I look at it as a portrayal of real life not the fact that they're cloning people but they need certain people to be around to allow them to do what they want to do meaning like they need the Tyrone character to be that thug they need the pimp to be the pimp they need the hoes to be the hoes in that area so it allows and justify certain people meaning the police and the government to treat certain areas and groups of people in particular ways and get away with it. So they need Tyrone to still exist in some form or fashion. And I think that's the message I took from the movie. Where they fucked up in the movie is yo, too many people seeing fine. <laughs> yo, 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 who, they clone what? Aaron. <laughs> they clone Aaron. <laughs> yo. yo, that was wild. <laughs> and it was wild because how he came in where they fucked up. I'm like, yo, you went to a new voice now? <laughs> no, I did not. Damn. Holy shit. Pain get kicked. The movie is too many people seeing Fontaine get killed. So when they put the clone in place it shook up too many people and got them to investigate it wasn't like the only person who saw him get killed was the person who killed them and they can just maybe get rid of that person Mm. so that was what led to everything in the movie in my opinion but in the words of Erica Badu when it comes to this real life shit them motherfuckers really clone Tyrone so I'm just going to sit back and listen at you guys do what you do. And I know y'all going to do a great job. Peace, fellas. Yo. Peace to you, Aaron. Wildest mid-voice note clone in, <laughs> in the world, though. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, man, I got thoughts. Yeah. I got thoughts. I don't know. I, I, I really can't answer your voice note without getting to the breakdown. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going we gonna to keep I'm going, man. We got, um, we got another one from the homie name tag. What up, family? Uh, he said, Tiana Paris is one of them ones. Also, watch J. Alphonse Nicholson end up in, like, a Marvel film. Listen, dog. I want nothing but the best for my dog. Tiana Paris is, like, 
She like the super finest. And I don't mean this as disrespectful at all. I just don't have another way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Like regular looking attainable person. Like she looks like a person that you can see in real life. Yeah. And still super duper fine. Yeah, yeah. Some people be like, yo, I would never run into this person in real life. Yeah. Like, where yeah. they make this stuff. Like she's so fine, but she also looks like somebody that could probably work at the job that you work at and just yeah. be like, look how, look at, like, yeah. She yeah. is so everything. Very around the way. Girl, everything esque. about it is just like yeah. she just. You know, but you like know what she is, dog. She and I don't. I don't mean this. I know this I word. Or too. This word has been confused with body parts. But I'm just talking her aura. She's very natural. She's very natural. Everything about her, like she don't seem over stylized. She don't seem over Hollywooded. Even the way she acts, right? Like if you go she all the way Marvel. back, <laughs> she is in Marvel. Um. Killing, by the way. Uh, but even when you go back to um, Survivor's Remorse, right? When we was first introduced, her role, her character just always felt like, damn, she just comes on screen and, like, takes over the fucking scene every single time, bro. She feels like she's not a comedian, but mm-hmm. she's funny in real mm-hmm. life. You feel me? Like Very uh, Regina Hall. That's what I was Very exactly Regina Hall, dog. Like, yo, she, she feels like, like, I can see her at an award show hosting getting them jokes off and and people loving it yeah. um and and her killing it right but you can also see it's like she pulls off drama she pulls off comedy yeah her comedic timing is crazy yeah um but the dramatic acting be so fucking believable like dog she really when she's on the screen you believe everything coming out of her mouth either way it leans right whatever the fucking tone and the texture of it man like she's just a great actress i mean i could see her on my arm <laughs> I mean, and it'll be believable. Yeah. You feel me? You feel me? Um, I deserve. I mean, hold up. Because I got to. Her being in this movie reminded me of. um, Similar to the character. I don't know. Did you ever see Chirac? Yeah. She was in it. Yeah. yeah. And she was like the lead in that, really. Um, But her character in this reminded me of her character in that. And a, a lot of the tone of this movie was similar to Chirac. I mean, it's a completely different movie. Um, The themes are different. I know Chirac was a little bit more about, you know, women and black women specifically. Um, But, again, the role she played in kind of the tone of this movie felt very... Chirac-ish um, In a lot of ways So Salute to Tiana Paris And uh, salute to Name Tag Name Tag What up though Let's see what my dog thought Jay what up though It's Name Tag They cloned Tyrone I thought it was a good watch I didn't get a chance To watch it a second time But just off first watch Definitely enjoyed it um, It reminded me A lot of uh, Not a lot of But it reminded me Of a mix of both Undercover Brother With Eddie Griffin and some of Black Dynamite, just as far as like the comedy that was in it, it wasn't like heavy as heavy handed with the comedy as it was in Black Dynamite. But I would say it reminded me of like both those films together. Looking forward to hearing y'all thoughts on the film. And also, do y'all think it's going to be a part two in a minute? Peace. Peace, my boy. Um, I su- Yes. To the part two? Yes. I hope so. And I'm going to make a claim that they have setting us up for one. I mean, I... I- Obviously, when we talk about the movie and we get to, you know, certain parts, pretty easy to see where they set it up and where they kind of left it open ended. Um, I could see it being a part two. I definitely agree with that. 
But they also did enough to where, like, it don't need a part two, right? Like, if they never created a second part of this, I wouldn't walk away feeling like I didn't get anything from this movie. Well, there was some, like, I tweeted earlier, like, there was some Inception-type shit that was going on Mm -hmm. that was not explained. There There was a few things that was not explained, or they might have been, it's some weird shit going on. It's some weird shit going on. It's definitely on. some weird shit going on. We're going to get into our thoughts in a minute. We got one last voice note from uh, Pod Favorite, my boy, my dog, last year's Rookie of the Year. Y'all already know what it is. D. Scott. D. Scott, what up, though, man? Hey, This Week in Culture, what up, though? It's your boy, D. Scott. Been a long time since I tapped in. How y'all boys doing? Uh, Jay, how's the studio doing? How's family doing? How's Pops doing? You know? Yo, aunt, how's the wedding planning coming? Uh, you know, if you need a, uh, any more groomsmen, I'm available. I'm just saying. They clone these guys. Keep in mind, I'm also an ordained minister. Oh, uh, you could be with that, Jay. Me too. You must, you know. I'm just saying. But um, uh, uh the movie. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's good seeing Jamie Foxx in the movie. It's good seeing John Boyega. It's good. Um. Seeing Kiefer Sutherland, I ain't seen him in a while. I still got to watch his TV show that he got out, but uh, oh, you ain't movie Hole, for the man. most part. Um, it's hard to tell what year the movie was based on how the characters looked and talked. Was it 2023 or was it like 1990s or whatever? Because, you know, you had Jamie Foxx wearing the, the pimp outfit, you know. But hopefully we can see um john boyega in more movies because maybe he's in a lot of stuff maybe i'm just out of the loop but it was good seeing him um they're really good i like the character yo-yo she's really smart on her um was it nancy drew shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um watching the movie it reminded me of um like a jordan peele kind of movie with the clones and um testing on the black people an underground uh, facility and all that. So it's something different than what I'm, I usually watch. Cause I usually I watch Marvel shit or drug TV shows, movies. So it's <laughs> it really good to see something different than what I'm used to. Step out of my comfort box, you know. But all in all, it's good tapping in with you boys. Hope uh, the Twick family's doing good. I be uh, chit-chatting with y'all on Twitter a lot, so... I'll see y'all boys later. Talk to y'all later. See you next week. Hopefully, uh, this writer strike ends soon. That way we can get back to um, all these TV shows. It's been a long off season. Can't wait for a power timing to come back. But anyways, until next week. Peace. These sentences that I never thought I would hear. Can't wait for power timing. I think um, uh, the Stars did that on purpose, by the way, but we're not going to. Well, we got 16 weeks of the shot coming up pretty soon. So. And Showtime also <laughs> did that on purpose. We got, that's three months of the shot. Yo, like. Showtime caused the writer's strike. So <laughs> they could like do this. 16. Yo, hold on. <laughs> Lena caused the writer's strike. She said, watch me put out 16 weeks. And everybody tune in. And everybody tune in. Because this is the only new shit on TV. <laughs> nothing back for three months. <laughs> if it's not Jocelyn Hernandez, <laughs> it's Cabaret. No, 16 weeks is. That's four months. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's 12 or so. Yo, yo. Yo, that's crazy. Yo. That's a quarter. L- literally. <laughs> Lena said, gotcha. Gotcha. Loki, that's more than a quarter. Yeah. It's, uh, it's three. more than a quarter. Hey, look, man. It's this week in culture, not this week in math, nigga. Um, D. Scott, 
Appreciate you as always, brother. Glad to hear a voice note from you. I know it's been a minute. Um, we got some other voice notes when we do our pod later in the week. We got the return of a, another one of our pod faves, my man AJ. Yeah, AJ. Yeah, That's but we gonna email you this week, dog. Yeah, no, nah, AJ is email, nah. he is back in the building, and guess what? He magically returns when we get a voice note from Name Tag. <laughs> yeah, this shit is wild. <laughs> the shit is fucking. It writes itself, dog. But I'm not gonna do it today. That's for a later pod. Um, but AJ, I'm glad to see you back, man. Uh, all right, that's all of this. They clone Tyrone voice notes, man. Um, what? So we about to jump. Let's into the, let's jump in. Um, based on the trailers of they clone Tyrone and just hearing about it, like I guess right before we seen the the very last trailer, yeah, because the last one kind of told you. Yeah, what did you think this was gonna be about? Did you think this was gonna be serious comedy, a mixture? Like, what did you think this was gonna be about? So based on the all the pre shit before that final trailer, um. Had no clue what it was going to be about. I did think it was going to be like pure comedy. Okay. And the reason being, it felt, it looked black exploitation, right? They had a lot of black exploitation. I couldn't even tell what like era we was going to be in. John Boyega looked kind of close enough to current day. Jamie Foxx and Tiana Paris looked like they was fresh out the 70s, which is what threw me to black exploitation, right? But then... You got to dress a certain way when you're a hooker. <laughs> And apparently when you a pimp too. <laughs> um, but it was like in the early aughts of hearing about this movie. I was not thinking comedy. I thought comedy. I wasn't thinking. I didn't even. And, and what do I want to call this genre? To be do honest. Do want to go Jordan Peele-esque? Oh, 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 oh. So when he said something about Jordan, when uh, in the last message. Yeah, D. Scott. D. Scott. Um, man, I wish this was a thing. I would like to see people remix other people's shit. Mm. Just how a song come out, let me, yo. Mm-hmm. yo. Put a verse on that bitch? Yeah, or yeah. like Jordan Peele be like, hey, yo, dog, that was so motherfucking mean with it. <laughs> I'm going to take your movie and do a and whole nother scheme, scheme with it. Like, I would love to see this on like a serious diabolical level. Yeah. Though yeah. this shit was serious and bi- diabolical. Yeah. But you know how Jordan Peele was some some extra weirdness and yeah. ticking yeah. and so whoever like, did um um the shit with uh Lovecraft. You know how, how yeah, yeah, weird yeah. that was? Yeah, Misha. Yeah, yeah, like I would love to see that type of shit too. So when when I said I thought, you know, I thought comedy, I thought black exploitation. And then now we're talking Jordan Peele-esque and there being some kind of serious diabolical shit in the film, too. I feel like what this movie did is kind of touch on all of that, right? It hit every fucking, like, emotion that you... It was a little weird. It was a little serious. It was a little black exploitative, kind of by the nature of what they was, you know, the the control, right? Um, It was a little comedy in there. Probably more comedy than anything else. It was comedy relief. Yeah, it was comedic relief, but it was dark comedy too, yeah. right? The subject matter ultimately made the shit dark. Because it never just started off we telling jokes. It was yeah. always a joke told after some serious yeah. shit going Which on. Which is what black people do. Yeah, This is what we do, right? Serious shit happens. We try to find the lighthearted way to approach it and to look at it Me and to discuss it. specifically for sure. I'm going to crack a joke with Fam, you. I don't have no choice. Because when I really dive into these emotions and these feelings and these thoughts, it gets too fucking dark. So I'd rather not, nigga. I say it all the time. The best comedians are the fucking 
wildest, most demented, tormented brains and minds in the world, man. Because niggas think too hard on the shit they've been through. It gets a little rough, dog. That's why you got to laugh your way through some of this shit. Um, but thinking about movies that this reminded me of, it was a handful of them, right? Um, I wrote down uh, Get Out, kind of leaning right into uh, D. Scott's Jordan Peele-esque. There was some Get Out to this shit. Bamboozle kind of took me in the mind of Bamboozle. We 100% got to run Bamboozle. We got to run Bamboozle. Um, it also kind of put me in the mind of... Uh, very, I don't know a lot of people watch this movie, but anytime I do, we can always have a great conversation about it. Sorry to bother you with Lakeith. Um, man, that was such a good movie until like 75% into it. Yeah. It just got weird. It it did get weird. Um, the last act specifically got a little off. I kind of feel a way about the last act of they called Tyrone too, but they brought it back and we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. And then it was one more movie. Oh, Groundhog Day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nigga that's quite literally bing that could be my favorite movie period Bro, this was groundhog day is one of those things where if it's on television i'm watching it every time every single time every time bill murray fucking genius dog and then like that shit takes me into a whole nother philosophical um what if type yeah. of bag and that's where we were with john boyega's fontaine character in this movie right especially in that first act like wait what? Because it wasn't until 30, 40 minutes in that I realized, okay, this nigga is literally living the same day every day up until we realized what happened to him, man. So let's dive into it, bro. Um, Now that you've watched it, what is this movie about to you, bro? Man, it's multi-layered. Facts. You got like your surface shit. Um, you got your social commentary about like what people been saying for years about like yo, they've been poisoning our food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we be putting poison in our body with the things that we eat, um, putting all that poison and perm and bleaching your skin uh, or bleaching your hair and doing all that other shit. Is is basically all the things that we run through and attract like. If somebody want to do some diabolical shit, I know what to, I know where to put it at. I know what to do. I know where they sell malt liquor at. Yeah, they don't sell malt liquor in Livonia. Damn, like you you feel me? Like I can't go to certain cities and buy uh, some Mad Dog Twenty Twenty or some shit like that. It's just, a scene toward the end in that final act, um, and it's kind of hard to hear because where Kiefer Sutherland and Tiana Paris and Jamie Foxx where they're kind of having their final fight or whatever. Yeah. Um, Kiefer Sutherland's talking, but he's in the background, right? They yeah. don't have an eye on or the camera on him. And he says, um, we picked the Glen, which is the fictional town that they in. He said, we picked the Glen because it was supposed to be quiet. Yeah. We picked this little small town because we were supposed to be able to get our experiments off without anybody really fucking making a stink of it, nigga. Because who would have known, right, in this little-ass fictional town? Um, but that was so true because, hey, dog. We picked the hoods so think that about we put this. this Pavlonian conditioning in, right? <laughs> Cannabis bar. Come on uh, now. The Pavlovian conditioning, so sickening, behinding, guinean, the cyanocene is really what makes me rhyme supreme. Bro, um, I don't even think, look up Pavlovian conditioning um, and, and look up Pavlov's experiment, um, specifically the one with the dogs. 
Man, you know, so shit was so crazy. Bro. It's so wild. Y'all know, like, uh, like, y'all know I'm a Nas fan. Facts for facts. sure. But cannabis was before Nas. Yeah, facts. In my, in my, in my in fandom, your, like, fandom or, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, all yeah. that shit. Uh, and just remember, like bars you was yeah. on. Yeah, cannabis illest nigga alive. Watch yeah. me prove it. Snatch your head with your crown still attached to it. I mean, but listen, um, it's so wild that I be listening to some shit from him from back in 1998, yeah. and I'm watching Discovery Channel. I'm watching some shit on YouTube, and they talk about some shit he threw in a freestyle wave. Yeah, back then I'm yeah. like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, like, like when. One song he was like, "Yo, the MJ12 was not majestic." Yeah, and the vocal point of our problems on this earth or this planet are not domestic. Whatever, whatever. And I'm watching some shit on the Discovery Channel some years ago, and they start they start talking about the majestic twelve. Yeah, and the scientists that got. I'm like, you remember the bars? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. The bars is yeah. is they, they stuck in my brain. Yeah, I'm like, and then the song he was rapping about was Channel Zero, mm. and like the shit. I'm like, yo, and it's just so many different things that yeah. you. And I started thinking about like this has unintentionally worked on me, right? Yeah. Because you would hear something and you see you hear it so many times that that shit is stuck in your subconscious. So when it's brung up later, it rings a bell like mm-hmm. ding, 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 mm-hmm. ding. So not even on some rap shit, on some whatever it is, via the music, via the television programming, uh anything, yeah. and they'll hit you with it while you were young. And when you get older and you hear it, it's ringing a bell. Yeah. It's like what McDonald's does with the toys. Mm-hmm. They gave children's toys so they can associate McDonald's with a good place. It's what evil uh, cigarette manufacturers who used to make those candy cigarettes with the powdered sugar yeah. and because yeah. that you would blow and smoke would come yeah. out, pause, and because like the habit, uh, the I don't want the oral fixation that right, you right, can right. gain from having this quote unquote purple cigarette with, yeah. me with the white rapper. Like, but it's, it's funny even that you brought up that as the example, right. And the oral fixation and the oral response that goes into it. Um, pause that for niggas who is, you know, jokey right now, but, um, the whole shit with Pavlov and the dogs, right. It, it started. So the experiment was him trying to, uh, kind of check like how much dog salivated, over when they were eating a piece of meat right yeah. and like he made this powder that resembled the taste of meat and he was measuring the amount of saliva that they got when they had some of the powder that tasted like the meat what he noticed and what the the whole like notion of conditioning and pavlovian conditioning came from the dog started to salivate the most when they heard the footsteps of his assistant who was bringing the shit so when we we're associating my dog, like when my dog yeah. thinks I'm going to the back door, That's he it. loses his fucking That's mind. That's it. We're associating footsteps, or the dogs in this case are associating the footsteps with food. So they respond, and the reason it's conditioning, we respond to something before we even get the thing that we're thinking we're gonna respond to, nigga. I'm salivating over food I don't have yet. So if this nigga walk around the corner with no food, have you? Been, I'm disappointed. Have we been conditioned to use the bathroom? Before we, because the closer you get fam, to your crib, fam, you got to use the bathroom. The, when you're in the crib, the closer you get to the toilet. When you at work, you got to run to the. It's the reason niggas run to the bathroom. And you associate bathroom pee. Yep. You also associate it's eleven o'clock. Let me eat. Yep. Because I'll go to my first break at eleven o'clock. Let's eat at eleven o'clock. Yep. Like, like I, you're, you'll literally condition your body to not get hungry till eleven. I only drink pop. Or juice or slushies. Yeah. When I'm coming to the studio. Mm. Or 
I only I don't eat candy if I'm not at work. Yeah. You like I don't even buy pop for the crib most yeah. of the time. I usually just got water. I drink one energy drink a day. The only day out the week that I drink two is when we pod. But when I'm at work, I damn near gotta constantly keep eating. Because yeah. I'll be like, uh oh, time for a snack. Yeah. And yeah. it's all yeah. it's all mental because like, oh, oh, it's one o'clock. It's time. Let me go eat some lunch. Let me go. Yeah, when I'm at what? When I'm at the crib or some shit. Oh shit, I forgot to eat today. Bro, if I if I left work like I do every day and go run errands, go run home, go do whatever, I don't need another energy drink. But it's something about the day I know we coming in here. When I leave work, I'm like, I need to power up one more time, bro. And it's like, fam, this shit don't even work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't giving me energy, nigga. This, that little jolt of caffeine ain't really doing, but it's mental, dog. Mental. In my mind, I've been conditioned to think that I need something to give me that extra little boost before we come in the studio and Just kick it out, bro. Just how black people are conditioned to think we need to take a shot. Come on. Let's celebrate. We conditioned to think uh, <laughs> we need something sweet after we eat dinner. Why? No, you don't. You need to go to fuck home and go to sleep, nigga. But you can order the cake. Yo, why is Pop-Tarts a breakfast food? Oh, nigga, that's Pavlovian conditioning. Nigga. Why is donuts breakfast? <laughs> They're not. Like, they really shouldn't be, bro. Why is, like, eggs and bacon breakfast? Nah, that's just because that shit's fire, nigga. It could be fire in that the middle of the day. That should be the first thing you eat. Like, it's some eggs and bacon. Like, nigga, I can eat an omelet any time of day. I love breakfast for dinner. And the reason I probably love breakfast for dinner is because we've been so conditioned that it's for in the morning. Nigga, you had our shit at night. It's damn near like a delicacy out this bitch. Like, we eat very heavy late at night. Yeah. Yeah. Versus eating really heavy before you start your day and you're going to be walking all day. Well, now, it's I've funny because they always say your biggest meal of the day should be breakfast. That's what I've always heard by, like... The most important meal of the day yeah. and all that shit. And it's like, that's the one that sets you up with your energy and all that shit, whoop, whoop, whoop. And over the course of the day, you're going to burn them calories or whatever. But we bear, most niggas don't even eat breakfast. Uh, for, for real. Motherfuckers start around 11 to 1 is the first meal of the day. And it's like, damn, nigga, by then, sluggish. Probably ain't had shit on your stomach. Now you overeating because you hungry from the four or five hours ago that you should have eaten. Shit is low-key crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Um, telling you, man, school and prisons, they do a lot wrong, but they also get a lot right. Them three-time disciplined-ass meals every day, and then with school, when they might, you might go to a school that incorporates a little snack break, like once, you don't snack all day. <laughs> nigga, you might get one around 2.30. That's it. As adults, we just go crazy. Most niggas snack for most of the day and then eat dinner. Yeah, for sure. It's really fucking crazy, dog. So when you think about they clone Tyrone and you think about some of the conditioning that we saw in here, um, we saw it, what was it, threefold? It was the the music? Or no, it was fourfold. Because it was really, first we saw they did the reveal in the, um, in the fried chicken. Mm-hmm. That was the first one. Then we saw it in the church in the grape drink, right? Um, but that was kind of twofold itself, right? Because church and the grape drink, yeah. Uh, which is funny because me, you, and uh, D. Scott was just talking about some fucking grape, orange, and red drink the other day. D. Scott is a clone right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> he, he man. took the great grape drink, and he trying to take your uh, yo, yo ordainment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who cloned D. Scott? Come on, man. Um, but. You got the grape drink in the church. You got the fried chicken. Um, we got the malt liquor. We know what was happening over at the liquor store. Um, and then they put it in the hair kits mm-hmm. and these perm kits. And the music, though. And the music. Specifically the music. Which is why I started off with that song. That's like, I think, the first or second track on the soundtrack. Yeah, there was a portion uh, where they uh, they were playing music when they was in the control yeah, yeah, yeah. room. 
it was um I can't remember the name of the first song, but it was like "fuck you, kill you" or some shit like yeah. that. And then the second one was "hug." They were basically fighting. Yeah. And then the second song was "hug it out." And then they was t- they they and stopped. They hug. And hug. Yeah. I'm like, look how look how look how we being controlled. And look at um, uh, at the end when uh when they got Dr. Dre or no not Dr. Dre. was that Dr. Dre Who, Big Boy yeah Big Boy on the radio Big Boy um, and they got Big Boy on the radio and he introducing the rapper the uh, Ruckus yeah. Ruckus with his new song Shiesty. Yeah. And it was like, wait, what, nigga? But it's like, look at some of the shit that it's so we. so funny because we just. Pooh Shiesty. Y'all fell in love with Pooh Shiesty. Turned his name into a fucking noun for the uh, ski mask and shit out yeah. here. Like, look at what we've done, dog. So all of that um, was very clear to me. Well, this not conspiracy theory. No, no, no. This is fact. You've all seen it. You saw it today. You will see it tomorrow. When you drive to work, look up in the sky and, and ask look at, God why. Ask God why them fucking chemtrails is there. Mm. Why are these planes putting that white powder or that, that substance that's not a passenger plane, that's not CO2? What is that shit that they keep spraying in our neighborhoods? It'd be X's and everything like that, and then the cloud appears. Mm. Then you got to start asking yourself, or I ask myself, Yo, why is Detroit this way? Yeah. Right? Because, like, crime in a D is a real thing. Yeah. And it's like, yo, why is it this way? Okay, I'm quite literally poisoning your air. Yeah. I'm putting something in the air that you breathe. You, we know we've been battling with this, quote, unquote, bad air quality, right? Which keeps coming and going, by the way. Like, is the forest fire stopping and going? Like Because I one, don't think that's how wildfires work, Yeah, right? like, the ones that was close enough to reach us, they... Every other like yeah, anywho, um, yo, a biweekly wildfires, crazy shit. Like the same, the same yeah, area, same too. wildfires. Because I thought y'all burnt all this shit up by now. Come on, man. Or I thought y'all stopped it. Yeah, one or the other had to have happened. Because why was it gray one day and then back blue, but then it got gray again? Then it got purple. Come on, man. Uh, anywho, so they're quite. We are they're quite literally poisoning the air that we breathe, poisoning our water via fluoride, because fluoride quite literally weakens your will. Mm. Don't believe me? Whatever. The same thing that that fucking perm was doing. She was being stressed out and everything at work. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm I'm using my own personal money to buy school supplies. She put that perm cream in her hair. She was like, but it's kind of okay, though, because it weakens your will. It's in our water, and it's in your toothpaste. And hopefully you brush them damn teeth every day. You feel me? So I'm I'm quite literally poisoning the, the air that you breathe. The water that you drink and bathe in, mm-hmm. the food that you eat, poison. Mm-hmm. The music that you listen to, poison. The visuals that you see on via ads and movies and TV, poison. The educational system, poison. And then we be looking like, yo, why these niggas is so violent over only over in this pocket area? It must be because you black. Well, no, but you know <laughs> but, it's wild though. Why do we think like? Shit like that, right? Okay. They poisoning the food, the water, the the snacks, the air. They're poisoning our neighborhoods, right? Yeah. Why do we think when somebody says that I'm a conspiracy? It's theory. a conspiracy. No, nigga. They're lit bro. It is a reason. And we've this is a, a, a black comedian trope since the beginning of time. It's a reason they got a fucking uh liquor store in a church on every corner in the hood, right? It's reasons for that. 
It's reasons for that. You don't go to the suburbs and see a liquor store and a church on every corner. Nigga, you don't. It's hard to find a church in, in the suburbs. Come on, man. Like, it's legitimately hard to find a church. But when I ride up Woodward and I go through Highland Park, guess what the biggest, most sprawling buildings are going toward downtown? And when I say that, it's hard to find a church in the suburbs. Um, I'm saying that because it's relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to say, because you're like, nigga, it's one in Clinton Township on yeah. I'm not we saying. We know it's churches in the suburbs. When I say that, I'm saying, yeah. relatively speaking to how frequent they are um, in, in, lower, in yeah. lower income areas. Come on, man. Because uh, it's, it's, it's almost like we put the problems in your neighborhood, but then we give you the solution, which is Jesus, right? Yeah. We're going to give you this church, and not that Jesus ain't the solution. Let me be very clear. But it's almost like it was done specifically for us, right? Like, yo, I want y'all to believe in this and pray about this. But the same thing we praying about is usually right next door. Same problems we creating are usually on the same strip as the church. It's crazy, bro. Just to tie a couple things in, it's almost like the Glen was his own silo. Come on. Oh, nigga, I thought you was finna start spitting. You know what I'm saying? To tie a couple things in, it's almost like, like the, the Glen. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's yo. Back in, we back into silo again. <laughs> Bring my nigga comment back in with the pins. Like, no. Nah. Um, but, like, it's a whole bunch of stuff. So, uh, uh, we kind of riffing all the time. Yeah. But, like, I know I get the conspiracy theory tag. But, like, so if I say... These are the reason that everybody act like that. And yeah. then I'm crazy and I'm a conspiracy theorist. Okay, well, fuck it. All that shit don't matter. It's like that because you black then. Because if you don't believe... or It's a common theme. You being black is the common denominator between where all the fucking uh, bad food, bad quality, bad... All that shit is in your black ass neighborhood, bro. I, I, and I, I really do think it's the culture and not the color. Mm. Uh, but these things are also influencing the culture. And then it's hard. It's, it's one of those difficult things to talk about because it don't influence everybody in the culture. Because well, I know tons of people who come from that exact same culture but don't fall from it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, just like in this movie, no, I'm going to tell everybody about this shit. Yeah. And they're like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Well, yeah. to your point about it being in the culture and not the color, think about any city that has a Chinatown, right? San Francisco, L.A., New York used to be over in the Cass Corridor. That used to be Chinatown. Think about how all them t Chinatowns look. <laughs> Very low econ socioeconomic. Um, yeah, I've been watching uh, Warrior on HBO yeah, Max. Yeah. That's my shit. Yo, they got me feeling for the Chinese. Bro, man. but that's when you think about what Chinatown means in America, think about how that looks in every single city that has a Chinatown area or an area dedicated as Chinatown is, is low income. It's a lot of, uh, struggling. Like when you see this shit in movies, it'd be a bunch of random Asian people walking around, looking poor down, trying to ain't got no money. A couple Chinese food restaurants, a lot of clothes hanging from, now it looks so stereotypical, bro. How much of that? Cause I have no idea. I'll be honest. I don't even think I know any Chinese people. In real life, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where to hang out at. Yeah. I don't have any kind of like real life friends who are like attached to that. So all I know from a lot Italians and all yeah, stuff yeah. is the tropes that I see on television, yeah. and I have no idea how true to life or offensive yeah. those tropes are. But to your point, to to the people that's creating these tropes, right? To the people that's creating these neighborhoods, it's cultural. This is what we think this culture is. When they think of black culture and they create the hoods and the ghettos and the, the, the areas that we are in, right? 
predominantly, they create the same one, dog. The the hood in Detroit is similar to the hood in every other major city across America because they think of it culturally as, hey, this is what black people do. Where was the Glen at? Is that a fictional place? So I'm going to say it was in, uh, it was a fictional place, but it felt like kind of Gulf down, because they kept mentioning going to Mississippi. But I ain't hear no accents in the whole shit. No, no, no. I felt like it, this was a Midwestern town. I took it as a Southern town, but to that, well, no, that one nigga toward the end, and they out here cloning people, folk. What they do? Oh, shit. You remember that nigga's on the phone? He was kind of Southern. But in general, across the board, what you think St. Louis knew? is? St. Louis is Midwest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. St. Like Louis. St. But it's certain areas it's, it's, in the Midwest that our country is fucked. I know this sounds wild. Yeah. Memphis is the South, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. It just seemed high, too high to be the South. St. Louis, Ohio, even areas. You think Ohio? Ohio, Midwest, for sure. Ohio is Midwest, but their country, though. What like, about Kentucky? What do you think Kentucky That's is? Midwest, technically, but it's country as hell. Yeah, I be thinking country when yeah, it's Kentucky. But it's like, like if you were to talk, my sister was born and raised in Dayton. She wasn't even born in Alabama like me. Rest in peace to my dog. She talked country as fuck. Cause all my family, and I was like, nigga, he was born 30 minutes from Detroit. On my father's side, yeah. from Tennessee, and have the other family in Ohio. Yeah. And I just think country. Yeah, yeah. But I know that Ohio is in the Midwest. Ohio right there. But on my family's side, hey, they country, that shit country to the motherfucker. All my Ohio family country as fuck. Um, when I used to work in St. Louis... All the, all my niggas out there who from there country as fuck. But you know what's so wild about Midwest that is though. depending on where you go in Michigan, it's one hundred percent country. Country like as fuck. how it looks, yeah. not yeah, the yeah, yeah. interactions, but yeah. Like, but it's it's definitely when I watched this movie, I it felt to me southern. I could see the Midwest though, because there's certain parts in the Midwest that look just like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but it was giving me, and again, this could have been the costumes and the hair and shit. It was also giving me a lot of uh, hustle and flow type vibes, which is why I went south with the pimp whole situation. Like, that was Terrence Howard and, and uh, Taraji in hustle and flow. Like, it was that same sort of back and forth and rapport with, with them two that it was with Jamie Foxx and Tiana, man. But Glenn, the Glen is a small town. Yeah, a so. small fictional town somewhere in America, predominantly black, that's being <laughs> shit. I don't even want to. I don't even want to say taking over. They're they're no 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 because it's it's one hundred percent. It's being slowly taken over. Yeah, and it's being slowly influenced and definitely being. We'll get to the end of the yeah. movie. What his actual plan was, which hey. is wild. Hey, turn y'all niggas to to these niggas. Hey, he said assimilation is better than annihilation. Yo, that was a bar, and you can make an argument. It's a wild that. bar. You can make an but argument. Boy, that, that was a bar. I said, Nick, I wrote that down. I was like, my nigga. I mean, that's the MLK approach. Shit. That, well, that's the, it, the the approach that we were taught was MLK approach. Yeah, yeah. Let's assimilate versus Assimilation is better than annihilation, dog. He said that shit so quick, too. Like, it was a if you blink, you missed it moment, dog. But think about this. If you live in Groundhog Day. Right, right. You know the answer to this shit. Because I've seen this shit played a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Wayward Pines. Yeah. That great fucking show. I've seen this shit play out over thousands of years. Yeah. No, you you think that you was you think it's 1999. Nigga, you've yeah. been in cryogenics for 2000 two years. Come on. I've seen this experiment play out so many fucking times yeah. that I got to hide this shit from you and in this in the instant 
I had this conversation or debate with myself all the time. I look like I'm the bad guy mm. because I've seen this shit play out so many times. What if the quote unquote Illuminati and all the bad people that yeah. we think who run into one percent the whole nine yards, y'all niggas evil, blah blah blah. Nigga, what if we legitimately are the ones who are enlightened and we mm. know the actual? Like we didn't seen this cycle so many times. If I leave you niggas up to your your own devices, y'all gonna destroy this bitch. So I cannot give you power. I literally have to walk you through and push people here and push people there. This is a giant what if. I'm not saying this. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like to think about these what ifs, right? But like, what if that is it? I've seen this play out so many times. Yeah. And I understand that assimilation better than annihilation. You niggas are gonna annihilate yourselves. Yeah. So I'm gonna have you assimilate into something else. Now that takes away your free will. Or, or does it? Because, like, reality TV... Well, it does when you throw in a conditioning, right? <laughs> but, like, with everything, you got the opportunity to do it or not. Like, I'll create a, a, a manufactured situation, but this is how you act. Reality TV is, I'm going to put you... I'm going to get you drunk. I'm going to get you drunk. Yeah. I'm going to introduce a conflict and then go. Yeah. yeah. But... The wild shit, right, when you think about the situation that, that we get put in in the hood, right? Um, What what restaurant is right outside this fucking studio, nigga? Eddie's. No, Eddie's. no, no. Oh. oh. Before that, Popeye's. Yes, yeah, the worst Popeye's. Right ever. there. Before you get out the parking lot, no matter which direction you go, in or out, you're going to go past this Popeye's. Do not go to the Popeye's on Green. It's the worst Popeye's yeah. in existence. Fam, sadly, it might be number two, because this one on Four Road out in Westland, that might be the most evil... Like, them niggas was sitting here to destroy me, nigga. Like, personally. But you can't leave this parking lot of this studio without going by that Popeye's, right? Even if you don't want no fucking Popeye's. When we left out of here last week, that motherfucking chicken was smelling so that good. That shit smelled good. I was nigga, like, nigga, that, that shit smelled good as fuck. Had me like, damn, do I want to go wait in this line? Pump the poison out the... Pump the poison on some R. Kelly uh, But we talking Piper about shit. air quality, right? Like... Nigga. What's some cartoons with that little shit hit your nose? The you? little the, uh, <laughs> fucking skunk, nigga. All that shit, bro. Little Pepe Le Pew ass shit, bro. Um, but when when you thinking about how they get to us, right? If you think about it through the food, just as a as an easy uh, one to relate to. You are what you eat. Bro, you are what you eat. If they say, yo, diabetes, hypertension, um, obesity, all these things are plaguing black America, right? And then you go to all the blackest areas in America and you see the type of food options we have. It's a one plus one equal two situation, nigga. It's real easy to understand why black people, for the most part, suffer most from diabetes, from hypertension, from all this shit. That's the definition. Oh, my goodness. I get I get words sent to okay, me all okay. day. Okay, okay. I'm uh, like, who sent you that shit? I literally, all right, I all like right. words and vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. I know I say nigga a lot. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> start saying husband. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> husband, to manage prudently and economically. Mm. Due to budget cuts, the library had to husband its budget and didn't order new books this year. I've never heard I've this. I've never shit. heard husband used not as a dude. Yeah, and this is a verb. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. But... It ain't hard to tell why black people suffer from hypertension, obesity, uh, high blood pressure, all this shit. When you go around black neighborhoods and you see the type of food options that we got, right? Processed, processed, quick, all this shit. But then... Because black folks have always cooked with lard and ate these type mm -hmm. of soul foods, but the health wasn't the same. There is 100% a direct connection of the failing health 
amongst black folks and then the rising fast food, medium food business. It's 100% a direct connection. And here's the thing, right? When you think about cooking, you just mentioned like lard and, and butter and all that shit. Yo, it's the reason why chefs will tell you, yo, use real butter, not margarine. Like, because once we start going the process route, it actually fucks you up a little bit worse, nigga. It's the reason why I've seen dietitians say, yo, if you're going to drink a fucking diet pop, just drink a regular pop, bro. It's more sugar and sugar than sugar. Come on, man. Come it's, on, man. It's more sugar in, in fake sugar. In high, to, high fructose corn syrup yeah. than it is in and sugar. And they put in a, uh, a Sparta meme or whatever, all that type shit going to your diet. Fam, that's going to make you fatter than a regular pop. Just drink a regular pop. If you're going to do it, don't do either. But damn, if you're going to do it, just get the regular one because that other one going to take you the fuck out. Ew. But all that shit to say, nigga, when the fried chicken shit came up, it was such a revelation for them, right? Because they sitting there just cracking up. Eating, having fun. It's jovial. Nigga, we having a good time. I ain't never seen this nigga laugh. Dog, when Jamie Foxx character, what was his name? Slick Charles. Yeah. When Slick said, yo, I ain't never seen Fontaine laugh. Like, all my years of knowing this nigga. I have never seen you laugh. And then he started looking around. Everybody in this bitch laughing. Like, I ain't never seen a nigga laugh. Everybody here laughing, bro. I ain't never seen a nigga laugh. Like, he, not one he, time? He's showing all gold fronts. Come on, man. Fontaine was cracking the fuck up. And you start to realize, bro, they putting this shit in the food. So listen, Wait a minute. So listen. Um, D. Scott said too many people saw him die. And mm-hmm. they started going mm-hmm. to investigate. That's not what happened. Yeah. He saw himself. Yeah. And that has, it has not been accounted for. They haven't said anything. The next morning, he woke up, wash, rinse, and repeat. Yeah. He's coming out the liquor store. He looks down the street and sees him in the exact same clothes he died on that with a fucking that gray hoodie, yeah. shot in the chest. He seen that body running down the street, and the people in the black truck picked that body up. Came and scooped him. And scooped him. Yeah. Now, in his eyes, he like, yo, the f- what just happened, bro? I'm I'm far down the street. Yeah, but that nigga, my build, and at this moment, I'm thinking like he remembers what yeah. happened last night, but he don't because we realized that we found out later that your memories don't carry over. Yeah, unless they do a little well, bit, but they don't, right? But he just see that, right? Yeah, he know he woke up from a dream like something don't feel right because. How could it feel right? You, you brand new. Yeah, you got all your yeah. you got all your shit downloaded. But like, even when he woke up, he was grabbing where he got shot because it's like I remember, but I don't. Yeah, I don't remember exactly why the fuck this hurt, but goddamn, this shit hurt, dog. And it's like if you wake up from a dream, right? You know that shit wasn't real, but it's visceral. You you got to have watched, um, what's the shit on HBO Westworld uh-huh. to fully understand some of this shit mm. because. Auto machines ultimately end up remembering every time they died. Yeah. Every time that the people yeah. did some wild yeah. shit to them. And just like in, 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 in Westworld, please watch Westworld. Okay. First two seasons especially. Um I don't care what you do after season two. They didn't know they was robots or clones. <laughs> yeah. Right? But they got a built in backstory. Mm-hmm. So like like Fontaine, yeah. So like yeah. The, the thing, like you got something that drives you, yeah. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. The shit your mom went through, since your father went mm-hmm. through the whole, like you have something, yeah. 
everybody has, has something, something yeah. that drives them. The question is, is did that something actually happen? Yeah. You feel yeah. me? You remember in Jamie Foxx, Soul. Yep. Like, all these souls was just coming down there and jumping in bodies. Yeah. And that body has a backstory, and now you moving through. Yeah. So his backstory is some shit with his little brother because... Little brother got killed by the cops. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whole time, he don't know. One, he don't know that this is as far back as his memory will ever go. Um, But two, this is the first memory. You were given this memory. Well, so the thing is, like, nigga, you don't remember being born. Mm -mm. You probably remember life... You started off at eight years old or some yeah, shit like or six yeah, years old. Yeah. You probably remember first grade kid. Yeah. And you just had this backstory that's built in. Yep. Um, I had a wife and she passed away and this and everything. And yeah. you got a pictures and like you remember these core things, but yeah. it's like a computer program. And dog told him at the end, like, yo, I, I wanted you to have that memory. Nigga, I gave you the memories, nigga. You don't know my brother. Yeah. You don't know shit about him. You just know how he died. Ha- Let me tell you, you don't even know how he died. Yeah. You know he died. Yeah. But, like, you wasn't there, my nigga. Yeah. I was there. Well, no, no, no. You know how he died. You don't know how I felt when he died. You have no recollection of how I felt when I watched my brother die. You also don't know that your little brother took 15 minutes to die. And specifically, which yeah. of the, between the rib five and six is yep. where he got yep. shot at. And yep. Like, you don't, you, your core memory is, yo, my son died. My, my, my brother, brother died, died. because yeah. a cop. But yep. That's all. And, and the reason for it is because that's how I wrote it, nigga. Because you we, was computed. We are. Conditioned to believe Oh I don't remember the details Because it was so long ago Yeah Like you remember a core memory Like yeah. I don't know why I don't fuck with this nigga But I just remember It was something around This yeah. and this and this What if you don't remember that Because It didn't happen And here's the thing right Over time If you've conditioned yourself To believe certain details Or to kind of stop Without all the details Here's my memory I don't have everything But I got enough Over time You can start to add in And just make up details The human brain will make up details Come on bro Because you The human brain For no fucking reason Other than it being the brain And it being physiological It will start to make It'll fill in the gaps Right Or or delete them Or delete them Nigga you can't see your nose right now Because your brain's head Because if you close one of your eyes, you can 100% see your nose. Yeah. But your brain was like, nah, we don't need that information. It Like, right right now, your brain has deleted this shit yeah. from your... Fam, I remember the first time somebody told me, and I tried this shit for, for real, like, 24 hours, almost passed out. It was like, when you swallow, you stop breathing. That's crazy. Never realized... I was in the sixth grade, nigga, and for real, almost passed out. <laughs> I'll be... I, I, this is some shit I'm ashamed to say. And I try this shit all the time. Okay. I think I think I may have beat this shit last week. Oh for shit. Real. Say when you sneeze, your eyes close. No matter what. Oh no, no, no. That I beat. But I only did it once last on record, week, nigga. I'm I'm driving. I'm yeah. like, I'm saying I'm I'm keeping this fucking eye open, yeah. <laughs> it was only a little bit. But I'm keep taking everything God. in me. No nigga about to bust a brain vessel trying to keep them eyes open. <laughs> Dog, but it's it's so wild, right? The shit that I don't know why you stop breathing when you swallow. No clue. I don't know why your eyes close when you sneeze. No clue. But boy, when you realize it, now you're trying to recondition the whole way your fucking body physiologically responds to shit, nigga. And it's wild because some of this shit is almost like you can't. I can't fucking change it. So this is my question about. This whole thing. Yeah. While I think there was some inception type shit going on. Okay. How did Fontaine see his, how did Fontaine's dead body get up and try to escape? 
because we know downstairs yeah. all the shit that you got to do to get out. Yeah. He was running with the, the bullet holes and blood from the clothes. Yeah. And they caught him. And, threw him in and the they truck. took him yeah. back to the house that yeah. they ultimately went and saw that same body on the ground. Yeah. So I don't know if, like, on some groundhog shit, how, how about this probably happens all the time? Yeah. Like, with yeah. him, with Slick, and insert a new hole. And, like, this shit could happen all the time. We always find out. Yeah. We try to rise up, beat the system. They catch us, put us down. And he... Saw that cycle happening yeah. and it started a whole other cycle the, again. And that's how the plan later comes about, right? We're gonna fake my death this time around. Shoot me for real. And I'm a I'm a because you, you ever played dead? <laughs> think about this. Yeah. This nigga a clone. Both yeah. of y'all clones. Nigga, you don't got no new thoughts in there. Mm-mm. This some shit that you have the ability to think and mm-hmm. probably will think it again the next time you're this gonna shit continue runs doing this shit. Yeah. It's the reason that every single time. He got killed, or every single time he woke up, went to the store, got a forty, got a scratch off, got a got a Rillo. Lost every time. Every time, yo, the fact that that shit said you lost on the no, scratch you was loser. funny, or you lose. He said loser. That shit was funny, dog. Um, but same way he coming home every day. Ma, you hungry? I made you something to eat. Like, here's another question: mm. the unhoused or the bum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. outside the liquor store. Come on, nigga. He a clone, fam. I don't know if he was a clone or a damn grand wizard. Or like Bro was the fucking one. He was Neo. He seemed like he was a he was a Fontaine who figured, yo, this is my role here. Yeah. And I'm just gonna play this role. Yeah. Like he knew. Damn, he new car smell. He gave him the bar every time every he saw time. him. Oh, we ain't shit. know it early. We got a new one out here. We smell ain't like know a it. new car. But every single time he said something. It was like, oh, yep, here that come, dog. Like, the rewatch of this is crazy. Yeah. Um, the, the movie has so much rewatchability because the, the clues were sprinkled in early, nigga. Um, the only thing I feel like I figured out from the very first watch was the shit with the mom. I figured that early. Not not the very first time he went to the door. Only reason it didn't jump out is because we've seen this in movies and too. Like in, uh, was that Soul Food? It was an oh, uncle, with the upstairs, uncle upstairs who never yeah, come yeah, out yeah. the fucking room. Yep. So the reason I thought that it wasn't shit, it hit me after he realized he was a clone. And when he realized, yo, I'm not real, guess what a not real person won't yeah. have? A fucking mama in the room. And I was like, oh, it's the reason that door closed. I nigga. was like, I didn't know there was going to be a box. I'm thinking like it's going to be like some old lady strapped in. or Like I had no idea, so, but I knew it wasn't a person. I actually mama. thought it was going to be another elevator. To get back down to the thing, like he gotta have an elevator in his house. Come on, fam. I was waiting for him to search his house fam, in that room specifically. I needed. That's what I thought was gonna be behind the door. It wasn't. It was just a little talk box on repeat, um, because it knows exactly what you're gonna ask every day. Yeah. So we can plug some fucking words in here, some common responses, because we know what you're gonna say every day to your mama. I'm thinking, like, God damn, how many times does he die, man? man. You feel me? Like, how, then, how long? How how long do you make it before you die? Yeah. Um, I wondered, was this day on repeat for him until he figured it out, right? Like, was it this same day? Because multiple people can't kill you and see you again the next day. Nah. You feel me? Like, but how many times do you die? Yeah. Yeah. Or if somebody kill you, do they go take care of him? Did you think, um, the little boy? Yeah, thought he was, 100% thought he was, um, a clone. Yeah. I'm like, that's a little... I'm like, After, is that his little brother? 
So how the movie starts, mm-hmm. it's the, from the little boy point of view. Yeah. Well, first it's two niggas arguing about Michael Jackson being a clone. Facts. And I didn't realize that Cheyenne had posted some shit earlier today. Oh, and, I saw um, that. And I said, all these pictures are, are a different nigga. Michael yeah. Jackson may not even be a real person. Um, <laughs> he could 100%. Like, he might not. Like, it was like 24 pictures in there and how he morphed over the years. Every one of them pictures besides the first two could be a different nigga. Yeah. I don't know that yeah. Michael Jackson's a real person. I just don't know. Right. What What was trippy was the skin in every picture. And the no, like the nigga nose was changing way before the eighties. Facts. The Facts. black Michael Jackson nose was changing, and our noses don't usually do that. Yeah. Before nose jobs was a thing, his shit yeah. was changing for um, sure. Yo, what was that Kevin Hart special that nigga said the only people we knew who had plastic surgery was Michael Jackson and Dolly Parton. Big facts. That was it. Like, before now, nigga, that's all we knew back in the day. Like, Dolly, where you get these titties? Come on, fam. Like, where'd you get these titties? They big as the damn As a child, I knew them titties was not real. Come on, man. I didn't think, I don't know that I I said, I knew that shit wasn't, I've never seen that shit before. It didn't look right. No. Like, come on. Nobody breastfed off them. Yeah. Now, in the 90s, Early nineties when, when like you get silicone, do you still lactate? When um, who knows? Uh, Yo, ladies, well, yeah. answer that for me. I don't know. What you mean, ladies? Oh shit! You know, <laughs> not gonna just hilarious me <laughs> because apparently after this weekend, uh, menstruation cycles and shit is not only meant for women. Okay, look, they, they came out and said that hey. shit. Too. So, yo, they my homegirl had me crying. She was like, she was like, not y'all arguing over who can have a period <laughs> when don't nobody want this shit. Like, don't nobody want a period. Period, nigga. <laughs> cause, cause, guess what? Hey, man, I most times don't want that shit either because it fuck up my flow. <laughs> yo, I flow. Yo, double entendre. Yo, don't I even flow, ask me. Fuck how. up my flow, cause. Yeah. <laughs> hey, is it bad to track? So, Yo. you to track? Cause like, no, it ain't, nigga. Your shit ain't too. Like, <laughs> oh, your shit early this. Shorty don't know I'm gonna clone that app. <laughs> <laughs> they cloned that app. <laughs> no, you say you say yo what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add this to your your contact information. June fourth. <laughs> Her password don't be the, that different. <laughs> I'm gonna log into the app. <laughs> I like yo yo baby. It's the fourth. <laughs> it's the fourth. You all right? You really letting the fourth be with you? Why you so calm today? Oh, I know, I know it's the fourth. I know you. Dog. <laughs> Anywho. Um, they cloned that app. That's funny. Um, yo, so man. he seen himself get snatched up. Yeah, and yeah. he he kind of like all right, whatever. But <laughs> when I wasn't exactly sure how the movie was going to go, right? Yeah. So when he pulled back up to the motel, um, and Slick was there. Yep. That motherfucker said, "Hell fucking no." This some some ghost shit Cause I seen it I'm like oh shit This not a restart day Mm -mm. And he don't know he did And Yeah Cause all right, Real quick for the synopsis Y'all seen it But just to give it to the listeners So it's fresh Um, The beginning of the movie We go through the Michael Jackson scene With the randos outside the liquor store And then we see the little boy Go up to Fontaine While he working out on the block Um, Fontaine They jump in the whip Do some driving around And apparently a little boy Quote unquote he see the ops so niggas who own money. He go yeah. over and tell him, and he go like, "Yo, show me where he was at." Yeah. So he put little boy bike in the back, and he gave him five dollars. Yeah, and then oh. rode him around. Um, he see one of so J. Alphonse Nicholson's character is named Isaac. 
uh, he see one of Isaac's niggas out on the corner in his spot. Dog talk shit soon as the car drove up. Nigga, he talking crazy. Hey, nigga, what the fuck is y'all looking at? Like, he was kind of coming hard. Yeah, pause. And then, yeah, pause. And then Fontaine flips a Yui. Hits this nigga with the car. And runs this nigga over with the car, breaks his leg. Um, Pardon the niggas. Uh, he runs him over, breaks his leg. That was a dope episode. Yeah, that was a phenomenal episode, by the way. Yo, last week's episode was really fucking good, by the way. A lot of people tapped in. Yeah, last week was great. Um, So, he, uh, I think we might have got some love off that Kev on stage shit, too. Yeah, for sure. I I think that might have pushed us. Um, But, uh, that's it. He runs Dog over. Later on, when he goes to see Slick, pulls up on him, yo-yo, they in there arguing, whoop, whoop, whoop. He go in there and tell Slick, you know, hey, my man, you shorted me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need my cheese or whatever. After he leaves from Slick's spot, that's when he runs into Isaac and his man from earlier. Isaac and well, his they man. Well, back, they back into his. They, 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 well, they, they blocked him in. Yeah. They blocked him in. He was in the car, tried to back out. They got him blocked in. Now, I'm not a street nigga. I'm, I'm street savvy. Yeah, not I mean, letting we, ain't, we ain't street dudes, but we was born and raised in the streets, right? One, I'm backing in, uh, so that can't happen. Two, you're not about to block me in for all that time, and I'm just sitting there looking. Like, fam, what were yeah. you doing? You didn't know? Yeah. He was like, like, yo, they about move. Nigga, it, there's no other car in the parking lot. So I have a thing, and I want to uncondition myself from thinking this way. <laughs> It's certain shit that if I'm in my car and I think you about to do, my instant reaction is I'm going to just hit you with the car. I'm in the bigger weapon, bro. Big facts. I'm, so if y'all blocking me in. And he's in an actual metal car. Yeah, he was in an old, old school. Fam, if y'all got me blocked in, if you don't think that I'm about to ram this entire vehicle into the side of your shit and fuck your passenger up and you, because I'm pushing all the way till we hit something, dog. Sorry, it ain't gonna work. I would also like the back end pause. So if I'm gonna, if I need the ram, I'd rather be driving forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure, so I ain't for sure. Keep. Yeah, because you don't want to have to pull for it back in, pull for it back in. No, but I can. Yeah. Now, I personally wouldn't have grabbed my gun and then came out the door to shoot at some cats who've been sitting there aiming at me the whole time. I'd have just been out the window. At minimum, dump out the window. First thing would have been to ram into them, then dump out the window. I would probably leave out the passenger side of my car. Also, you know? not a bad idea. <laughs> go the other it's way. mad other yeah. ideas that he could have because they was like closer to the to the, the driver's side. side. Yeah, because they're waiting on you to stand up out the car so they could murder you or back up and then jump out the passenger. Yeah. Right? So now yeah. the passenger stuck. Yeah, I'll come around and, and drive. I'm coming and I'm dumping all t- yeah. man. But whatever, that's me who ain't never. Uh, Had to shot this. nobody, <laughs> but I be in my action mode. We watch a lot of movies. I ain't say shot at nobody. <laughs> Niggas is fast. <laughs> <laughs> you ever shot somebody? I don't know. I ain't staying. I was like, I wasn't sticking around. <laughs> like, yo, is he hit? Boy, I was Jay Reed with. <laughs> Dog had an attitude and anything. Yeah, but ask God. I don't fucking know. <laughs> no happening. Nigga, we was gone. It's two a.m. What are you talking about? 
you laughing, you're a part of the problem. <laughs> Y'all been conditioned. <laughs> My nigga Pavlova. Yo. Pavi, Pav, yo. yo. Pavavelli is getting yeah. this shit off. <laughs> Like, dog, I don't know what happened on fucking Jefferson that night, bro. Fucking Pistons, I beat the Lakers. I had a bad attitude. <laughs> Niggas was talking crazy to me. Yo, 90s, early 2000s, like, let me top, let me slice, separate. This is yeah. a different conversation. <laughs> I'm drawing no conclusions, all right? Slice, they separate. start looking up This ain't conversation. <laughs> Yo. 90s, early 2000s, like before, like cameras and shit. Like, yo, yo, niggas used to get away with a ton of Damn. shit. Like, Damn. cause what? Who saw him? Even I if you had the VHS, dude. I say this so much. Shorty has started saying it. Yo, why didn't people commit more crimes back in the day, fam? I think about like, do you know how good we had it? I I think about what our uh, elementary through middle school. Nigga, my parents left the house at like six six thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And facts. it was our responsibility, like, to yeah. go to school. We walked yeah. to school, whatever, whatever. And they wasn't back home. Yeah. So five late. o'clock, yeah. six o'clock. Fam, I didn't even have to go to school. Damn. But my pops left the house for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I get a cap. I'm to get a. <laughs> they want to get a pack of smokes and uh, <laughs> yo, literally said I'm about to go to the store. <laughs> You laughing? You're yo. part of the problem, all right? Yo, yo, I see the motherfucker say, "If you mad and you trying to take your um your prayer back from Carly, you part of the problem." What, <laughs> bitch? Yo. Me want my prayer back? Yo. Ain't making nobody give a fake story. How am I? What's the problem? No. Actually, no. <laughs> the problem is, uh, GoFundMe said they not giving they them people their money back. So why y'all donate to somebody who was lost? I'm a <laughs> now she up sixty. They not giving the money back. No, nah, GoFundMe put out a statement that they not giving. The Yo, money. they just you know her fake part, fake. Her people came out and said that shit was a hoax, and she's sorry and forgive her. I saw her lawyer's statement earlier today. We're gonna we're gonna uh, unpack. culture pot. Yo, don't when listen. we come back in the in the studio Thursday, listen or whatever day. These culture pot, like, yeah, don't listen, yeah, don't, don't listen if you, yeah. if you, if you if like, been conditioned <laughs> to listen, don't, don't, don't listen to the pot. No, no, Just don't listen to the pot. Yo. If, you, if you don't listen to the pot, it's, yo, not, it's not gonna be nice between Carly, <laughs> Jamie Foxx clone, and a few other things that I just want to get in here and talk about. That culture probably gonna be lit later this week. That's all I got for y'all, man. Um, back to the movie, right? So, uh, they box him and he gets out. He's he tries to bust at him, but it's too late because they've been standing there waiting on you to get out the car. Yo, I feel kind of bad for it because he. Yo, did you expect him to get killed that quick? He no. was dead in the first fifteen. That shocked me. Like and like he got like a little second boost yeah. of adrenaline. Like oh, he about to he about to get his get back. And then they got up, <laughs> came right on over and dumped on his ass. Um. So, when I watched this movie Friday, I watched it way too late at night, and I fell asleep. Um, didn't I would literally have fell asleep within, I also had eaten the edible, and whatever. I was out within, like, the first 10 minutes of the movie. So, when I rewatched this shit Saturday, 
I'm like into it. I'm watching, but I'm like, I saw this part, so I ain't really paying it that much attention. Bro, when they killed him, boom, I'm all in. I was in. I woke the fuck up. Like, Yo, some niggas don't play about their get back. Fam. Isaac and whatever and dude dog, man was. Don't run me over. How about that? You ran me over. <laughs> you got to be a wild nigga to hit a nigga with a car and not care about the get back. You got to be a wild nigga to hit a nigga with the car and then like... <laughs> You and the car be around the corner from that nigga for the rest of the day. The same car. Like, like you right there. You ain't go nowhere. You ain't hide. You didn't go home. You stayed right there on the block where dog was at. That's crazy. You're out of here, buddy. We're about to shoot the shit out you. It's just life. Um. So when they got their get back, he dies. Everybody sees it, right? And by everybody, I mean Slick Charles and Yo-Yo. They seen it happen. We know you well, got shot. Well, Yo-Yo didn't see the shooting. She heard the shoot. She heard the shoot. She came back. She was like, "Oh, that, I think that's yeah, that's there's Fontaine. A, there's a body in that car. Yeah, that's Fontaine. But Slick car. Charles. I mean, yeah, Slick Charles. He came out and like, look, I thought that nigga was about to go get his money back. Um, definitely thought he was gonna do that the first time I watched because he I seemed would, like the type. Because I would probably get my money back, fam. If you did, you did. I mean, you ain't gonna tell no tales. They don't can't spend this money in hell. <laughs> and like, all. Uh, I also get the impression, I got the impression that he was like a nickel and dime hustler. Yeah. But it he's actually not. He had hella cheese. Yeah, like often. But then what I thought about was, is that by design too, right? Yo, we set you up with a few things. <laughs> a house, a fake mama, a bunch of cheese at your disposal, and some drugs to sell. Like we man. probably put money in your safe every time every you day. wake up. yeah. Every just time you get replenish. killed, we just Repli- probably the same number. You get killed, go replenish that safe, yo, bro. Yo, drop fifty k, fifty k in there. Yeah, because he had cash at his disposal. Yo, drop some uh, chicken powder in there. Come on, yo, yo. What if they putting it in the money? I mean, up at Michigan State, you literally call that shit crack chicken. Yeah, no, it's it's way better. That spot crack is. They are single-handedly responsible for all the chicken. That's how chicken is yeah, made now. No. It's from the crack chicken New spot. Wave and, and all that JJ's and all that other shit around the city. It's crack chicken. Started on MLK Boulevard in Lansing at the crack chicken spot, which was my favorite thing they ever did in life, posted right next to the Popeyes <laughs> to let you know we they, here. They embraced the Detroit culture up there. Yeah. Because the niggas gave that shit, the crack chicken. Yeah. So much they put that little sign up. Yeah, when, you know people come in from out of town do concerts. They got pictures of Snoop Dogg. Everybody, yeah. everybody, hey. we got the best chicken. It's the crack yeah. chicken. I'm like you, a little bit too happy to call that shit crack. But when y'all but, go to the joint in Lansing, I promise you, it's a whole different chicken than that shit down here in the city. Like it is, bro. That that cats who started it, they doing it. It's a little crackier. Like it's some cut on it down here in the city, dog. Up there, it's it's like, oh shit, this is a recipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this tastes like something. But um, that said, we condition the fucking hype shit up like that, right? Yo, when you think about it, dog, niggas love crack. Like we love crack. I think, my fucking two chains had a whole museum of fake fucking dope that y'all was down there taking pictures in, holding fake bricks and shit. I really dislike that. I hated it. I hated every single one of y'all that took a picture down there, too. Every one of y'all. Even if you my friend, I hated you for that picture. The Trap Museum, a.k.a. Hey. the Crack Museum, the Crack House, that was a marketing tool to sell an album. And he was like, yo, these niggas really ate this shit up. Oh. Let's just keep it Y'all here. turned it into a museum. That was for one fucking purpose. Like, 
the trap museum that I've never been to and would never go to uh, is like a hilarious cliche that belongs in I'm going to get you sucker. Yep. Like everything about that where you got some you got I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But like you got professional workers. Nigga, you probably work in D.C. somewhere. Y'all come down here, professional ass nigga, with your suit and tie Monday through Friday, yep. and take a picture with fake cocaine. Yep. Yo, bro, I hated that museum. It ain't a lot of shit that I like hate for real. Like, I talk a lot of shit. Everybody know me. I'm anti everything, but I don't be like hating shit for real. I just might not want it. It might not be my thing, right? That fucking trap museum era. Where y'all was down there in that pink ass house? It's still there. Yeah, I know, but it they don't do it as much. Yeah, it was that minute where you couldn't get on your socials without seeing one of these fucking never been around a brick to say they life wouldn't know how crack smell if that shit was dead in front of your fucking face. Y'all niggas made me so mad doing that, bro. It's like in that. I feel like I've been there because I've seen so many pictures and videos across it. And then when you click on the little hashtag, whatever, you see everybody who's been there, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, it's like everything bad about rap culture and black culture yeah. in one museum. Yep. And it's like celebrated. Man. And that's what fucking made me mad because we celebrated that shit. And it's like, it's not lost on me that I like some shit that's taboo. Yeah. Right? You look yeah. at some shit that's like, yo, this shit kind of bad. But like, you don't like promote it. I don't know. Damn, it's not lost on me that I like that album. It ain't lost on me that I fuck with two. Ch- None of this shit is lost on me, nigga. But I did not like y'all fucking hyping it and promoting it. And to your point, yo, it was some of the fucking never been in the streets is nine to five in his square is get up and go to work every day as which I am. I get to, I ain't square, but I get up and I go to fucking work every day. But it was some of the, I ain't never hustled in my life in this ass people down there posing with them fake bricks. And that shit made me so fucking mad, bro. The Pavlovian conditioning. Come on, so man. sickening. Y'all, mm, y'all really, so when we think about that clone Tyrone, right? Before we even get to the clones, when we learning about the conditioning throughout this movie, dog, if y'all did not, if y'all even tried to deny it, you couldn't look at what y'all did when they built that trap museum, bro. Listen, I just want to like y'all was taking y'all kids through that motherfucker, dog. Listen, come on, bro. Y'all embarrass me sometimes. As adults, knowing what we know now, yeah, about music, about society, about psychology, yeah, we can one hundred percent agree that music impacts behavior. One hundred percent. Like we know this a thing. Now you can make an argument. You want to do what? Well, we know that music impacts culture. It uh. impacts children. It impacts adults because I see a lot of forty and ups saying that some twenty-two-year-old person is their spirit animal. Come on, and like, come on. I, we know that music impacts people and culture and behavior. We yeah. know this. Yeah. So sometimes when there's a particular brand of music, make us be rapping. When there's a particular type of music and it receives backlash and hate because of the message and everything that it may put out or whatever. Yeah. Um, you act like that's not a thing mm. and you make it a like backpack rappers have been saying that we don't like their mainstream bang, bang, shoot them up forever until y'all make the term backpack rapper like 
the term conspiracy theory. Yeah. Like y'all made the conscious rapper who always has been saying, yo, you talking about pushing drugs and pushing dope and everything yeah. like that. That shit is whack. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Y'all made them so unpopular that you can't even be that no more. Mm. So it's not like it's never existed where people had a, 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 a popular, like the popular music right now. Yeah. They resisted it and lost. Yeah. If, like, like literally they existed and lost until everybody had to accept Puffy and Jay-Z. Everybody loves Puffy and Jay-Z now. Yeah. They was the antithesis of every quote-unquote backpacker. Yeah. Because it was money, money, money. And guess what? The people decided. It's literally money cash holes. <laughs> money cash holes. Literally. Money literally. cash holes. But like but, they lost. Yeah. So yeah. now you're like, what? Y'all only saying this about female rappers? Y'all don't say shit about future Yes, the fuck that conversation about future happens all Man, the time. The conversation about future has been happening for years. But so many people have been conditioned to accept this. Yeah. That the 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 voices of dissent keep getting smaller because they are they lost. Well, here's the thing, right? And here's the reason why they lost. It's a popularity contest. At the end of the day, the thing that's more popular, which in this case is the drug misogyny violent rap it's a, that's gonna be more popular it's a popular popularity contest and fontaine senior is divvying out the yeah. popularity yeah so when fabulous last week say there's a particular type of female rap that they only allow to be popular and successful yeah and i'm listening y'all got mad i listened on the breakfast club and charlamagne like no nah, y'all know i be talking about rhapsody and blah 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 he's been talking about rhapsody for a long time yeah. Y'all don't play that shit on Breakfast Club. Not one. I've never heard. As a nigga who constantly listens to Rhapsody, I went to her. I concert ain't heard a fucking song person, her, by Rhapsody on the radio ever. Definitely not on the Breakfast Club. Like y'all know the type of music that women get. Come on, and it's fucked up because there are some dope MCs. But if you're not this current version, if you, it's a certain look. We know what it is, but that's so. I think that be my problem, right? Um. Again, going back to the convo that we had about the fucking, uh, not just the music, the trap museum, all this shit. We like to pretend that this trope really don't exist. That it really ain't a fucking trope. We like to fucking, um, it's almost like we advertise the trope. We Like y'all know for a fact that the pussy popping, uh, scamming, city girly type music is what they promote by women rappers, bro. Also this. I seen this shit last week again. I, I, I will tell you, you wrong every time. So the current flavor of Detroit street rap, mm -hmm. people say Big Sean's from Detroit. He's not a Detroit rapper. Race to Five Nine's not a Detroit rapper. Uh, Eminem's not a Detroit rapper. Yeah. They're different. Fuck is you talking about? Yeah. One. I just saw Cheyenne post that the other day. And I explained to her why she was wrong again. I mean, she don't want to belly this shit. You know so. what I'm saying? But like. Y'all don't know. You got to be here from... You got to understand. No, I'm my I'm from nigga. here. Like, that's incorrect. From here. So it's not just like... You can... You can... You can uh, East Warren me with Eminem if you want to do that. Because if, if you, you want to have an like argument, going, then well, fuck it. Y'all Detroit rappers is really Flint rappers because that's where that MC. style came from. Like, literally. Babyface Ray is not from Detroit. From MC. And if you really... And that sound come from Flint. From what's dog name? Uh, shit, PZ just said the shit the yeah. other day. Like, yo, let me give my nigga some props. <laughs> this his sound. It ain't a Detroit sound. It's his sound from Flint. But all the Detroit rappers is doing it, and y'all loving it, and now y'all have turned it into the Detroit sound. And if you don't sound like they're like, yo, Detroit is a culture now. No, nigga, that's a locality. Come on, man. 
So you gonna tell me Bodie James ain't a Detroit rapper? Come on. Nigga, I rap about drugs, street shit, crime, the whole nine. I just do it better than you. Way better. You feel me? Way better. So you go like you 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 don't get to pick. So what I'm saying is this. It's Eric, not, what up? It's not just like it that's conversation only happens yeah, yeah. with the female raps. It happens with the quote unquote Detroit street rap. It happens, it happens everywhere. everywhere in different forms. And it's like, y'all know that there are tropes that exist, but when that conversation comes up, you some of us don't like to admit that shit. Bro, Shotty Lowe told T.I. it must be two sides of Bankhead. And the whole fucking Atlanta lost their mind, nigga. Niggas who knew for a fact T.I. was from Bankhead started looking at him like, damn, maybe he ain't from over there. And it's like, shit. Nigga had to go shoot a whole video on Bar <laughs> Homes. <laughs> Bro, just to. Let me be super duper ignorant and start. Just to prove some shit that y'all already know. Why? Because the nigga made a line that was popular and I lost. He won. His popular line won, and now it got me going out here wilding out, putting my nigga out. T.I. was rich and famous as fuck when he went and filmed that goddamn video. Boy, you better get out of Bowling Homes. And them niggas end up being neighbors later. Come on now. Squashing their beef and literally living next to each other. Right next to each other, dog. (laughs) Insane. Um, But we like to pretend that the tropes that they say about us, the tropes that we say about us, right? Because internally, the the minority has these conversations all the fucking time, but we it goes unheard because the majority drowns it out, right? We so, just turn that music up a little louder. So I think everything is multi-layered, right? Uh-huh. But like a point that I, that I, I mentioned on the pod a couple of weeks ago that clearly got misconstrued is we can act like some shit don't exist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Publicly or whatever, but we know some shit be yeah. existing. And it don't make it not exist just because you act like it don't exist. Still here, bro. It is what it is. It really the fuck is what it now, is. Now we can bro. argue that it's because of the culture. Yeah. And the culture is toxic. Yeah. And it's a very specific and that culture does not apply to every single person in the world and shit like that. But like we know some shit exists. And and here's the thing, right? Just like the culture don't apply, that toxic part of the culture don't apply to every single fucking black person in the world right it's just like every black person in the hood don't eat processed food not all of them but most of y'all will most of y'all eat this shit up some people that went to the same elementary school middle school and high school with went on to go to like ivy league colleges yeah i didn't yeah we went to the same shit you know what I'm saying? I make a good living for myself, but like we came from the exact. Yeah. So I know it's not like a, a a carte blanche. Every single person is impacted. It's some individual choices in there. Fam, you ever you ever talk to a motherfucker? Tell a motherfucker where you from, areas you grew up in, and shit, and they look at you crazy. Like, nah, you from over there? And they got live fourteen different lifestyles. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, like somebody just the other day, I, I tell y'all niggas, I moved from six mile to seven mile to eight mile. When I got to eight mile, I lived in a township. Anybody familiar with that area right there in eight mile of Myers? You know the township ain't. The, motherfucker looked at me crazy the other day when I said, "Yeah, dog, I'm from over there." You from the township? Yeah, nigga. Like, but you looking at me crazy because you know what really? When you say you, you from know Joy it, Road, you know what time. Motherfuckers is. know what time it is, and and when they look at you there's now, a certain, there's a certain culture. That's associated with that, and we can act like it you don't exist. You want to act like it don't exist. It exists. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. When I tell you, yeah, dog, I used to live at that Burger King that was right there on Aiden, Wyoming, nigga. Why? Because the fucking chicken sandwiches was cheap, dog. Me and my sister go get two of them bitches, Coney, cut them in half. Coney Island on the L. George on Jero Nevergreen, where Come on, bro. God bless his soul, a young man lost his life. He was very connected to a whole bunch of people yeah. I know and grow up with. That's why I stayed at. Yeah. Legitimately. 
Two dollars and one cent for chicken cheese bro. fries. Five eight one three one three six. Nigga, I will right never there. not know that phone. Number. Right there. But it don't mean. So long story short. Tropes exist. Tropes bro. exist. Tropes exist, and they are based off reality, dog. You know why these tropes exist? Because we watched this movie full of tropes and understood every single thing in it. Come on, bitch. man. We understood on, man. every single Come thing on. in there. That that scene with the chicken is so powerful. Then when they showed them putting it in the grape drink, and then you later saw the grape drink being used as the wine in the sacrament at church. When you saw Come that, on, bro. when you saw the preacher, David Allen Greer, by David the way. David Allen Greer, body. Um, when you saw the preacher telling them that all that evil shit and all the fucked up stress they was dealing with, don't worry about it. Come on. Don't fight back. Come on. Just relax. Just relax. That's some Jesse, ja- that's some Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton shit. Mm. Whenever there's a national I- emergency or, or people are black folks riled up, they yeah. come by, tell you to calm down and take your ass home because they ain't never really actually did anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey. The only thing that, that, that Al Sharpton get, did, it's, it's according, so- to, according to Tupac's father, is when the when the when the prison guards and everything was fucking with him uh-huh. down in Clinton Correctional, uh, Tupac's father had a conversation, set up a meeting with uh, Al Sharpton, and Al yeah. Sharpton went and threatened uh, the warden and got that treatment subsided. That's mm. the only good thing I've ever heard him doing. That I care about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga's a fucking rat. You wore a wire for the police, nigga. You once an informant for the federal government, always informant for the federal government. Oh, come on, Gunner. The video is there in yeah. a fucking hotel room with your fat ass looking like a fucking pilgrim with a briefcase wearing a fucking wire and on VCR tape. You cannot only be an informant for the FBI one time. That's who you are. You're Yo, a fucking informant. Speaking of video, I'm in and out of this comment real quick. But I thought about this the other day, and it legit took up like an hour and a half of my mental time. Um, I was like, dog, what if that Marion Barry video came out for like a current day politician? <laughs> like, like just the in, the, that, in the motel doing crack. What's the nigga that was going to be uh, the next Obama? Oh, dog Florida? from Florida. Yeah. Yo, they kind of walked by that pretty quickly. I mean, it he disappeared. His, his reign went away. <laughs> his reign on the sh- top was short like leprechauns. <laughs> Yo, he <laughs> crushed Andrew some dog yeah. They said that boy Andrew woke Gillum. up Gillum With the pills right next to him nigga. Like that's wild <laughs> And a neck and neck <laughs> like, like that's so wild They're like yo did that really happen Yo, Like it's yo. so wild That's like yo they had to set this thing That's up. so wild you like a that his wife ain't even tripped. She was like, "Yeah, just come on." Like, dog. think about it. Just come on, dog. He got found in a hotel room with like <laughs> drugs and a and, and a white stripper and a white male. Like what? And was passed out. Like he had a time. <laughs> like that's some shit that you like. I don't know. That's one of the tropes. That's one of the tropes that you would see in a movie that they'll set something up and yeah. take a picture. And be like, "Nah, we got you." He wasn't big enough yet. If he'd have got to like Kwame level in Florida, because he had lost, he ain't he ain't get that governor. He was really close. He could have lost the governorship and won the presidency, man. Because he sp- had that not. He speaks yeah. so well. Yeah, we loved him. We loved him. He looked like, but like if he'd have got like who got real big from the, like Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams gained this huge fucking following, right? Um, if some shit like that happened to Stacey Abrams, Did it'd she? be a lot bigger. Like it wouldn't disappear. That Andrew Gilliam shit, he got the fuck on. 
They got it. They got that nigga out the paint. <laughs> they said they like, yo, this nigga can fuck around being the president. <laughs> yo, a week <laughs> later, they was like, yo, make him not exist. Yo, school him back in the president line, dog. I mean, I have no idea what kind of president he would have been, but he would have looked the part. He's like a younger Obama. He'd have been a, <laughs> a younger, stronger Obama. <laughs> nigga would have been turned. <laughs> He'd have been turned. He he showed us who he was. He, he did. <laughs> he said, look, I don't care about or that. Or he did. <laughs> It was a clone. I don't want him to show me who he is. He showed dog. Oh, shit. They better leave uh, Cortez, Astacio, whatever, AOC. She Don't touch no pills, dog. Yo, Andrew Gilliam, man. Hope you're doing all right, bro. Come up to the pod. Yeah. Leave pills at home, though. Yeah. I just want to see where dog went. If he oh. a clone, <laughs> <laughs> he went places I'm not trying to go. I just want to know if he a clone or not. Do he know? I feel like he gotta know they clone me. <laughs> like yeah, dog, they got me the fuck about it. Real me had to go. All right, so look. All right, he got a pimp. So when we talk about like what the movie was about, I seen John Boyega talking about it, and yeah. he was like, basically, um, a pimp, a drug dealer, and a whore go and go on a uh, a mission to mm-hmm. uncover the cloning situation under the city, and how he sl- he didn't say it like it was a comedy, but I was like, "Yo, that's a yeah, it's heavy." I, I thought about that like these are three unlikely characters, yeah, that you probably don't think have like souls and consciousness, conscious um, portion of their body or, or whatnot, yeah. and you don't expect this from them. And I I don't know why, but I just thought about. Um, I thought about the Green Mile, mm. and I thought about literally Jesus on the cross between like a thief and a um, was it a murderer and a thief? Yeah, um, and like saved them whatever. Like yo, in the story of John Coffee or Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. like I was with the I was in the streets with the with the pimps and the players, and like that's where I was at. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I wasn't yeah. around the sanctified because, like, these is cool people too. So I liken it to like Jesus walking around with the nation of Islam mm. because, like, all them niggas used to be nasty, horrible people. Right, right. In their actions, not their person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm street niggas. That's how they live. And we 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 transform street people into being down for God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or Allah, whatever they want to. Not whatever, but you 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 feel what I'm saying? I got you. And like that's what. Jesus was doing. Yeah. And like, so for this whole plot to be foiled by people who would probably be cast down and looked down on society. Like I thought that was saying something too. Yeah. Um, I so, specifically thought about T.I. song. I'm just doing my job. Mm. And he was like, um, basically you live here. I work here. And he was basically saying like robbing, stealing and raping. Like you just hurt my feelings. Yeah. Like, we not, <laughs> we got wives, jobs, kids, just yeah. like you. Yeah. Option was few, was hell in high school when I'm helping with the gas, light, and the water bill, too. And basically all the shit that you just, you throwing us like, nigga, that's just hurting my feelings, nigga. I sell, I sell crack or I yeah. sell weed. Yeah. And you trying to say, I'm like, I'm hurting children and raping and shit. So, Jewel Taylor, who uh, directed the film and co-wrote it, um, he said his writing partner on the movie is a former classmate of his. They went to college together. Dude named Tony Rettenmeyer. And he said he asked him one time jokingly, yo, what if we could create heroes out of a pimp, a prostitute, and a drug dealer? 
take these three and turn them into hood heroes, nigga. So to pimp the prostitute and the drug dealer, to your point, the same three that in a lot of cases when the story gets told, they bring it down the hood. Yeah. We're going to make them the heroes in this story. And that's how the convo started. He said the character of Fontaine came from another college friend who got arrested when they were in college. And the experience of being arrested completely changed his friend. Um, and he said he kind of took that person's experience and his thoughts about creating heroes out of a pimp, a drug dealer, and a prostitute. And he started working on writing this, right? And when you think about it, dog, think about, like, Tiana Paris's character, Yo-Yo. She had dreams of being something way different than this prostitute that we get introduced to, right? So for her... This is an opportunity. It's a redemption. It's a redemption, dog. And she said, um, actually, let me play this clip. Because that scene where she was talking to, uh, (laughs) yo, she was fooling. (laughs) But that scene where she was talking to uh, John Boyega. I ain't have no say in this shit. About you, what's your excuse? Huh? I've seen the trophies in your room. What you trying to do, be a doctor? A detective? A fucking scientist? Okay. Was this your plan the whole entire time? The fuck you want me to say? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to be in New York, chasing down leads for the fucking times, or fucking in the Caribbean, scuba diving, looking for lost treasure and shit, but I'm here. Yep, right up the street from the house I grew up in, right up the street from all the same shit I have always wanted to get away from, stuck in the same fucking trap as you. Nigga, I'm scared, too. I am. Nigga, I'm scared too. When she delivered that part, that that line, nigga, I'm here, right up the street from the same house I grew up in, right around the same shit I've been trying to get away from. It took me right in the middle of that convo that me and you have all the fucking time, yo. My nigga's so, like, why do we love the hood so much, bro? Like, why we glorify it so much that we won't lead this shit, right? Motherfuckers who've never been in the hood a day in their life. You ever knew somebody who, like, their parents were separated. They grew up. Mama lived over here. Daddy lived over here. One of them lived in the suburbs. One lived in the city. They claimed that city house quick. Big fact. That's they shit, bro. Yeah, I got a homegirl who never lived with her pops ever. There's a badge of honor that's attached to making it through a tough neighborhood. Come on, man. There's and, a badge of honor. But it's like when you think about us right now at our lives, 40-something-year-old niggas, men, you think about all the people we know, most of our peers at least, Everybody trying to, like, move up and out, right? We all trying to get our families out the hood. We all trying to raise our kids in better schools, that's better a, fucking... Like, it's so wild, bro. That's the thing that I, I also often say, and I always... I was saying this to Sean on the pod or or after. There's Sean, a, what up? There's two reasons why people want to leave the hood. Unclean, unsafe. Mm-hmm. If the hood wasn't unclean and unsafe, I wouldn't want to leave that motherfucker. Yeah. Because when I grew up, I had a great time when I was unconscious. But when I became conscious and started recognizing the dangerous situations I've always been in, I just didn't notice it. Yeah. You feel me? And I was like, oh, well, nah, I don't actually, (laughs) I didn't realize I was in danger. But now that I'm actually in danger and I'm old enough to be looked at as somebody who's dangerous, like back in the day, we was in we was in dangerous situations, but you was also a kid. Niggas yeah. would leave you alone. We was willfully ignorant. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so you walk to the store late at night. If you live in that neighborhood, you're not getting for the most you part. You might not, you get, not get robbed. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. But like an adult, I, I I witnessed this shit all the time. We sitting on the motherfucker on the block. 
I'm I'm hanging with all the older niggas. These niggas are like actually grown. I'm still in maybe ninth grade okay. and lower. Yeah. Matter of fact, because it was even lower. And it's like two o'clock. I have no idea. I have no business being outside. Okay. Parents didn't know I was outside. <laughs> but they say the nigga walked up the street. It's after midnight. He said, he walked back this way again. We fucking him up. Mm. Cause he walked past, didn't say nothing. It's just too late. Like like DMX said, having a problem like coming through after one or two or having a gun that he get do, didn't get to, yeah, that one or do. Come on. Like it's just too late for you to be in the neighborhood because he's an adult. Now, if that's a child, niggas is leaving him alone. Yeah. So as a child, you walking around unconscious to all the danger that you being in, unconscious of all the passes evil niggas who have given you. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? So once you get older and you recognize the danger, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here yeah. because it's unclean yeah. and it's unsafe. But if it was clean and it was safe, never want to leave. Why would you leave? Bro, but it's, this is what fucks me up, right? So here in Detroit, you got your, your areas that have been cleaned and, and deemed a little bit safer, even though they write, you know, you still got your Boston Edison sitting right in the middle of the hood, right? You got your English village and East English village, your Indian village. All this shit is adjacent to all the unclean, unsafe shit that we try to get away from. But motherfuckers will pay a premium to go live in these areas because, yo, I still say I'm in, I'm like close enough to the hood that I can be like, yo, I live in Detroit versus, yo, fam, in real life, you and your family could go to the burbs. Like, it's fine, dog. But niggas don't want to say that, though. I want to, and here's the, I love Detroit, bro. I love fucking Detroit. But I tell Shorty this all the time. Like, when we start looking for a house and all that shit, I'm open to finding something in the city if we find something in a safe neighborhood, a clean neighborhood, and a home that ain't got to be fucking completely gutted and rebuilt. Nigga. I be feeling like this. Hey. When I was looking for cribs, I was factoring what my car insurance going to be. Mm. Because this house could be cheaper, but when I factor in my other monthly costs because of my car insurance going up three hundred dollars, yeah, I can actually get a better, a more more expensive house in the suburbs, and I come out the same way. Come on, but now I went from fifteen hundred square feet, yeah, to nineteen hundred square feet, and I'm out the same amount of money. Come on, and it's a little bit. My car probably not gonna get stole as many times. Yeah, <laughs> you feel like me? bro, it's I live. In the nicest, literally the single nicest block you could live in downtown Detroit. Like the single, it, it's, I'm right there where the money in downtown Detroit is fucking going, where all the shit is. I'm dead in the middle of that shit. How many times your truck been was attacked? Twice. <laughs> Shorty car got broken into the first weekend we moved in that bitch. And it's like, bro, because it don't matter how nice your block, your neighborhood is. If you still kind of trying to stay connected to the hood just a little bit, you want to be in the city. Because we know this is a nice block, and this is where the nice bro. cars I know at. where the fucking money at. They know the criminals ain't dumb, and they also not immobile. <laughs> I'm going to come right over there, get your shit, and go right back over here, bro. And it's like, I don't know, man. We just we have this, this thing, right, where it's like, yo, we grow up wanting to fucking – do all these things, see all these things, go all these places and be a part of all this shit. And then somehow, some way mentally, most of us get stuck staying right in the fucking hood. And I know that opportunities don't exist for a lot of us. I get that. But I also know that a lot of us had the same opportunities and most of us just didn't take advantage of them. 
Most of us didn't want to leave, and a lot of that reason that most niggas don't leave is because they glorify the shit that they, hey, I want to stay in the hood because I always want this badge of honor on me, bro. Man, it's a, uh, while I was watching this movie, uh, Nas Purple came into my mind. Okay. I want to read this little part of it. Yeah. And um, specifically, when they found out how many clones it was. Exists, yeah. And had a conversation with Kiefer Sutherland's character. Yeah. Um. Uh, and purple, he said, uh, life is a jungle. Black is like the habitat of Tarzan. Matter of fact, it's harder than most can imagine. Most of my niggas packed in correctional facilities. Half of them passed on Max a couple of shots, mm. made a ghost leave his body. Now he hunting the back. This the part where they used to stand at somebody taking their place. A younger man, perhaps hand slaps. Can't understand that same walk, same talk. I wonder, I wonder, can that? Be possible a thug dies another step inside his shoes and they hurt you laying low in a bottle so smart like the fact that basically in that joint he was like listen when this nigga on the street corner the thug mm-hmm. nigga gets shot somebody just walks in takes Step his right place in shoes, bro and like it's cyclical the same bro. Wa- the same walk the same talk the same everything yeah. so when they got to the point where it's like yo we need some of y'all niggas to exist to create the conditions that we need yeah. i need a drug dealer damn the the CIA, the FBI, they do this shit now. I need cocaine to come across because Pablo Escobar, insert cocaine person here. Oh, he works with the CIA. You don't give me information on the other ones, but I need you to continue selling so yeah. I can continue doing this yeah. thing. Or I'm going to let you get off because I need this neighborhood to do this. It's like Man, the biggest show on the fucking pod, Snowfall. If if y'all if y'all never knew what was really happening or fucking, snowfall, uh, the shit in uh what Jason Bateman, Jason Netflix. Bateman. Oh um 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 oh shit uh fuck in fucking Mississippi or wherever the fuck they was like Ozark 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 yeah yeah, yeah. y'all seen it like no we gonna let the cocaine nigga out we come need on. you come on bro come I on, need bro. this shit to exist got to happen. I'm funding some Iraqi war. Like we fund, yeah. we fund shit. We need certain people to exist. And I thought, like, damn, soon as Fontaine dies, mm-hmm. another thug step inside the shoes. Same yeah. walk, same talk. Like, damn, I wonder. Like, to sit there and think about, like, damn, soon as this goon leave, we gonna Man. bring another goon. We Man. need this shit. Think about the wire, right? Soon as Avon went up, Marlo popped right in. Boom, and Marlo's always there. But no, but I came to power. Michael is the new come on Snoop and Chris. Come on, just like uh, I can't think of young dog name was the new Bubbles. Yeah, like, oh uh, Dookie, Dookie, yeah. like one move, another put in his place. Shit, Michael was the new Snoop and Chris slash the new Omar. Yeah, like yo, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. bro, we we can literally. Y'all are replaceable because of how cyclical we've made this shit, right? We've made it so it's always going to be a clone of you. Even if they're not exactly you, it's always going to be another one of you ready to step up as soon as you get killed, incarcerated, lead a block, whatever the fuck you do, we got another one on deck. And the fact that they wrote that in this movie and we all understood it and we all accepted it, like we understood it as true. So we know there are certain tropes in our neighborhoods. There are certain conditions in our neighborhoods that once this person moves, somebody else is going to step in. We can't. We know that's the case. Yeah. We just know that's the case. Bro, it's it's a reason why some of the most violent dudes I've ever known in my life 
was at church every Sunday. You want to know why they was at church every Sunday? Because they went to the church in the neighborhood. You want to know why they went to that church? Because their mom and their grandma went every Sunday. And they went with their mom and their grandma. And then they did a lot of wild shit immediately before and after. But my Pavlovian conditioning said, I just got to say my bad. And then I'm good. Come on, My slate wiped clean. Come on, bro. Like, like it's, it's a reason... That this shit exists in the manner that it exists, but more importantly, it's a reason that we related to it watching this movie. We related because we've seen it in our real lives, dog. I've seen y'all, fam. I just saw y'all while out at Popeyes for two years straight over some chicken sandwiches. I saw it. I saw it. We saw lines wrapped around for hours for cats trying to get a chicken sandwich, bro. So the condition in this particular situation is I can't miss out. Everybody talking about this. Everybody's having. I can't I miss have out. One. Fam, I, y'all was making videos. I have to be involved in this yeah. because everybody else is. So I want my. I want to be included. Dog, I remember vividly one of my what most. Streaks did to me. I mean, come on, man. I will literally. <laughs> I never understood that line. Kiss TT on the forehead. Yeah. Who the fuck is TT? That's his niece. Okay. Yeah. Tell her please forgive me. Then squeeze into your forehead. Okay. Like I kiss my niece and then go kill a nigga. All right, because um, sometimes people call TT something different. Oh no! If he uh, kissed, uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't understand, nigga. What the fuck is? If he kissed Tata and then on the bread, and then like also in in uh, greatest song I ever wrote, um, I got to feed Tiana, man. Yeah. Who the fuck is T? That's TT. Oh, yeah. okay. Because yeah. a nigga tried to tell me, oh, he was talking about Biggie daughter. Yeah. Yo. Oh, yo. Yeah. No. <laughs> yo, yo, cats are wild. I mean, because that's the only other Tiana that, that would it, be connected to home. We don't know. It, we, it, it's not yeah. Tiana Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feet Tiana, man. Nigga, her dad, yo, is, he got yo, that covered. Yo, Hove <laughs> selling dope. <laughs> In the 80s and early 90s to feed Tiana Taylor is the Gotta feed Tiana, man. And a Sweet 16 got a whole different meaning now on MTV, bro. That is fucking funny. No, Tiana in that song is TT from the other joint. That's his niece. That's funny as fuck. That shit, wow. Yo, I'm really crying at whole feeding Tiana Taylor. <laughs> gotta feed Tiana, man. Rain, sleep, snow. Oh, shit. Huh. That's fucking funny. Um, <laughs> so listen, man. All right, we back. We back. So, there's a couple things that was in this movie I thought was interesting. Yeah, kind of all the the white men were Jew froze. Yeah, they wasn't supposed to be white men. They're supposed to be black. Yeah, but they couldn't get their hair right. Or, well, no, no, no. I thought they were supposed to be white men. But they couldn't figure out how to soften the hair. Like, we were trying to make them yeah. a little more. We was trying to make some Michael Ely's yeah. out here. But he said, because he was like, he couldn't get the hair right. It's stubborn. Yeah. And it's like, whoo! This, yo. So, older we Fontaine. Good hair. Older <laughs> Fontaine was down there preaching a little bit, bro. But why'd you call him older Fontaine? Because he the real Fontaine. Is or he? is he? Because is- then we also had Tyrone over in Cali. Yeah, and the whole movie is they, they clone Tyrone. Tyrone. So they said I had this operation. Yeah, in the Glen. 
And that's literally his name, by the way, on the credits, Older Fontaine. <laughs> yeah. And like on a on yeah, a, yeah. on a Netflix, it said Fontaine, Older Fontaine, mm, and this. Mm. But but like in real life, or in in virtual <laughs> real life, <laughs> in, Fontaine's uh, life. Yeah. In in uh, in this world, it's like uh, I got one in Cali. Yeah. I got one in Detroit. I got one in the Glen. Yeah. Where was the older Fontaine from? Yeah. I never told you I was from the Glen. Mm-mm. That's where you stay at. Yeah. The, 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 the version of Tyrone, who based off your care, he stay in California. Yeah. And we got the same. He go get a 40 and a scratch off every day. And got the same. My little brother was probably killed by the cops because yep. that seemed yep. more likely some shit that happened in Out L.A. there, yeah. Well, not necessarily. Well, but likely. anywhere now. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, yeah. I don't know that he was from the Glen. And we assume he was Fontaine. And like for the credits, I mean, what else are we gonna say? Right, right. Without right. literally giving you a plot, like, yeah. Where, where is the original Tyrone? Because the yeah. whole fucking movie is they so that, Tyrone. That last act, specifically before we got to meet Tyrone out in L.A., but specifically when we were kind of in that final scene with current Fontaine and older Fontaine, that was the only part of the movie that I felt like it slipped just a little bit because of. Some of the shit older Fontaine introduced as his like why for doing all this shit, it made me have more questions about shit to the convo we having right now. Nigga, what's your origin story? Where are you from? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> because when y'all take me from that, he gets shot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Kevin Cosner gets shot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They all come up out the, from the underground. And then we shift over to Tyrone immediately into the credits. Well, damn, now you got me thinking again, bro. I would have been open. I wouldn't have had as many questions if we ain't shift to Tyrone. I need you to have questions. Though. When we shift to Tyrone, now it's like, all right, well, who the fuck was Alder Fontaine? And we ain't just stopped. Well, why is this shit called They Clone Tyrone? Come on, bro. If I don't talk. Or if it ain't no Tyrone. It ain't no Fontaine. So before that, it's like, okay, well, Tyrone is just the indiscriminate black person that we give. The yeah. random black man, yeah. instead of being John Doe, for black yeah. people, it's Tyrone. Yeah. And for that would have been the thought for black without being introduced to him for black men, it's Tyrone. And what's the black woman name? That oh, they gotta have? start with a shut. It's shut something. Uh, Laquisha or Laquisha, Laquisha. I give you that. Yeah, but like that's the yeah, yeah. But like it's tropes. Yeah, but on that last part, because I was watching with somebody like, who the fuck is Tyrone? Yeah, because they she didn't see that because after it went off. Yeah, people. It's Netflix. People hit the next button or whatever, but it came right back on. So I'm pretty sure somebody listening right now didn't see that part. Yeah. It's like a Marvel movie. It's always some shit after the credits. Yep. Um, but like, if you didn't see that, now I got questions though, because that part mixed with the fact that Fontaine saw himself running down the street after he had been shot already. Mm-hmm. What version? It's almost like y'all shit glitched or... Or how many revolts and rebellions have it been that y'all clean up all the time? Because in order for you to have it that spot on, as soon as something happened, we pull up, boom, boom, it happened before. Yeah. Because you're ready for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, And he told him, Older Fontaine told him, um, you know, we we started off small in the Glen to kind of test this shit, work it, rehearse it, we'll, we'll, we'll perfect it. He said, now we ready for a, a, a larger. Y'all see the hair. Pro- they had a, a vow and it said the, the whatever hair 
perm shit mm. volume two. Yeah. So there was yeah. another vial that was about to come and he out. Like now we ready to take this shit global. Like he he literally said that. So it's like when you think about that end part, right? It's like wait, we picked this little whatever whatever state or area that Glenn is supposed to be in, right? This little fictional town. Y'all started here, y'all perfected the formulas and all that shit here, and now you're ready to fucking start seeping this shit out globally across the fucking world. It's like, damn, have y'all already started that? Oh, is it already? Is it already? Because, hey, these products ain't just in the Glen. Yeah, for, for for it to be as flushed out and thorough as it is right now, oh, that shit everywhere. Especially yeah. if you got an L.A., Detroit. Basically, wherever there's a... Com- there's a, a Where's uh, the hood at? So there's probably one in Grand Rapids. Hey. There's probably one in Flint. There's one in Detroit. Yep. Uh, like the, the 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 three most populated by black people. Yeah. Muskegon. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like it's, it's probably one there. And and all the, and guess where they was all at? Strip clubs. Mm-hmm. Churches. Um chicken spots. Liquor store and chicken spots. Liquor spot, stores. Bro. Like you know why. You know why. That's the thing, bro. We know where to drop this shit at. Like it's it's a fact. We know we ain't supposed Man. to be in these motherfucking strip clubs. I watched the um I watched the Matter movie fact, about the hot Cheetos, right? And you see that shit on Hulu? No. It's the, one, I'm never eating hot Cheetos. Them niggas try to make me eat a hot Cheeto. I had like one hot Cheeto because Dame yeah. and James came up one, one episode <laughs> on the pie and like forced me to eat a hot Cheeto. Yeah. Never again. Fucking love hot Cheetos. But I don't eat them as much because they don't really agree with 40-year-old me. That's fine. Um, But they made a movie about the dude who created the hot Cheeto. He was a former L.A like Mexican gang dude who ended up getting a job at Frito-Lay out in California. He was a janitor. Long story short, he was a janitor, but like he, he had ideas, right? He was a creative naturally and he was a hustler and he knew that they were having issues with Frito-Lay wasn't selling chips. Folks was getting fired from the plant. He was watching some of his friends lose their job. And so he decided his son was at home eating something and he, like, put some hot sauce on it or some shit. So his son did it, and he took all the credit. Basically. Um, so then from there, once he seen his son, because his son was like, yo, that was hot, but it was the good hot. He had the fucking idea, like, yo, they should make a hot version of these Cheetos. Because black folks been putting hot sauce on their chips for a long time. Same with Mexicans, right? Um, so once he created the formula or whatever, whatever, and they actually accepted, like, okay, we're going to fucking take your idea, turn it out, we're going to put some hot Cheetos on the shelves, then they said, well, where do we put them, right? And they were putting them in the same fucking stores that they was putting regular Cheetos. So they was all mostly shipping hot Cheetos to the white neighborhoods, and they weren't selling. So then they said, he was like, yo, he called all his L.A. gang homies, all the people he used to fuck with in the street. He like, yo, I need y'all to go get all these chips and sell them around the neighborhood, nigga, because we need these bitches in the hood where people want some flaming hots, nigga. Cause like if I come out, all with this shit new, is market share, dog. When I when I want to sell something, you look at the demographic of people buying it and where people will possibly purchase this product at, yep. and I'm gonna sell it right there. Now, for some shit, it feels predatory. Yeah, but is it? Cause like yo, this is where people gonna buy this shit at. It's again, it's fucking market intelligence, bro. Yeah. Like if I'm looking at <laughs> where they don't sell vintners in Farmington Hills, I say like this. If I need to put a laundromat somewhere, it's probably not going to be West Bloomfield. Cause they don't need it. I'm not putting the the, the coin laundry machine yeah. in West Bloomfield. Am I? Does that mean that nobody in West Bloomfield needs a giant washer to to, to, to wash this giant comforter? 
Actually, yeah, I'm saying that. They don't need it. <laughs> I mean, they don't. Nigga. That shit big as fuck in the basement. Nigga. We should go over that house. <laughs> but like, no. But it's I'm not real shit. It it's really fucking real, dog. It's um, it's it's very unfortunate as it is, right? I can sell more 40-ounce malt liquors in this neighborhood than I can in that neighborhood. That's just fucking... It's a two-liter of beer, though. Come on, bro. <laughs> like, why would you drink a two-liter of beer? Because I'm me. <laughs> 40 guy. I guess a lot. It is a lot. You feel me? Like It's a whole lot. It's... it's not recommended. It's, it's not that. It's not much smaller than a whole two liter, though. Yeah, yeah. How many liters is a forty? Because I'm a metric system. Okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm I'm not the metric system. I'm imperial. Hold on. How many liters? How many ounces in a liter? That'd be a better question. Oh uh, well, yeah. Ounces. Siri. In a liter, thirty three point eight one four. Shit, it's more than a liter then. Forty ounces. Yeah. <laughs> it's more than yeah. a liter. So it's less than the it's less than the two. Yeah. So it's uh about a, a liter, almost like a, a liter, liter and, and a third. third. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Um, but yo, man, that speech that he gave him at the end when he was just kind of telling him about the why and and kind of revealing, like, yo, I gave you shit, I gave you power, right? I gave you your memory. <laughs> Yo, your one, your one single focused motivation, which is your brother dying and you doing all this shit because of your brother. I gave you that. But in reality, you ain't feel it. You ain't go through it. All you remember is that he died. You don't know anything about the life that you live in right now, bro. You just here to do exactly what we need you to do, which is sell drugs and fucking mess up the community. That's the same reason Isaac is there. It's the same reason Slick Charles is there. It's the reason that all y'all got clones, but Yo-Yo don't. She, that was a tough conversation. Man. She's like, you just a hoe. You a dime a dozen. Yep. I don't got to specially clone clone you. you. Matter of fact, I didn't credit the condition to make a bunch of yous because we only know about them two. All them clones that was there, what do they do? Yeah. Now at the end of the movie You seen a lawyer Walking his clone out Yep A black lawyer Walking his clone out What you do Are you there for good or bad Cause I guess we probably Do need somebody there for good Yeah But are you A bullshit attorney A bullshit uh, um, What you call the motherfuckers That you They just give you the lawyer Oh the Uh 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 the state appointed joint. Yeah, you yeah. A, you a, you a appointed lawyer yeah. and shit. Like maybe that's what you do. Yeah. Like there was a whole bunch of clone men yeah. and women. Like what if you were just a, you just a bad mom? And that's like like that's your your job is to to be here and just be a horrible mom. Does that mean we got to clone your kids too? Mm, I just need you to be a terrible mom. We just needed Slick Charles to pimp these women and and bring that to the hood right we needed isaac and fontaine to sell these drugs and not only that but have a beef because y'all war is gonna fuck up and destroy and and be destructive to the neighborhood that's exactly what we need y'all for and when you think about it bro to that point we was talking about earlier where a nigga you die somebody fill your shoes like quick because and i've been seeing a lot of people who are human taking this very literal i do not think they're I'm not 
I'm sure there is a there is a number greater than one percent chance that there are actually clones. Yeah. But I, I think I'll just say greater than one percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't take this literal. Yeah. Like I don't think there are a real live physically walking clone out there yeah. with all of the mother person fucking memories. Like yeah. I don't think we're there yet. But us saying that the John Doe for black people men mm-hmm. is Tyrone. Yeah. They one hundred percent clone Tyrone. Man. With we, the with our tropes and that, like they clone Tyrone. When we think about the Pavlovian conditioning, when we think about that, this is is neurological, is physiological. If we can make it so that a certain group of people responds to a certain thing every single time, well, more often than not, they respond one way. Black people are going to respond to racism. Come on. Black people are going to respond to the white man. Come on. Run, like, whatever. Black people are going to respond to fried chicken. White people fuck with fried chicken, too. They do. But, like, you're going to respond to the, the stereotype of... Yeah. Fried chicken, black people, fried chicken and watermelon. You're gonna respond yeah. to that 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 trope, that 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 stereotype. But when we drop a a, a Popeyes, a Lou's Deli, a KFC, all within one square mile of each other, right? Um, in a black or more, you know, maybe lower socioeconomic neighborhood. Guess what? The white people gonna respond. They love it, but they ain't coming out here like that. They might come out here once, you know, on some on some random treat shit. And at this point, I don't even know if I'm I'm targeting black people only. I'm targeting the Poor low people. end. I'm targeting this mindset, this low end yeah. social class, which is going by default be more black. But if you one of the white yeah. folks that keep slumming around with these niggas, yeah. then you can get this poison hey, too. This ain't just Pavlovian theory. This is low end theory. <laughs> this is low end theory, right? What this, you know about low end? Come on, theory? dog. Like we we really trying to make it where anybody in this socioeconomic class right here, anybody that falls under these tropes, anybody that's familiar with this this umbrella, if you under this umbrella, you gonna get hit with this shit, and you gonna get hit with it enough that we gonna condition you to repeat the same fucking pattern as if you've been cloned, bro. That's what this is. This ain't literal cloning. This is physiological and neurological cloning. I am making y'all think the same, act the same, respond the same. They have cloned Tyrone. Come on, bro. They have cloned the culture of Tyrone and applied it to us. And you can either get with Nancy Drew and get to the bottom of this shit and try to fight back. And I understand that you think the white man is in control of everything. But in this one particular instance, and I'm happy, the hood came together and defeated the white man. Yeah. Like, you can do this shit. Because, yo, here's another moral of the fucking story. We in control of this shit. You can stop acting like the Keith Sutherland of this whole shit has your number. You don't have any kind of free will. It is just what it is. Because mm-hmm. all them niggas who've been conditioned that long, mm-hmm. they listen to the people who look like them. Mm-hmm. I hate that term. Yeah. But they listen to each other. And then they they, they combined strength yeah. in numbers and they took over. Yeah. They outsmarted the system. Man. And then it was like, you know what? If we can do that shit here, now let's go over to Memphis Man. and do that shit. And maybe we get a version in California. Or maybe we get a version where we leave Tyrone alone yeah. and talk about the other people who've been cloned and what their story is mm-hmm. and what part of the cog in the system they played. You yeah. feel me? Like, yeah. it don't got to be these same characters again. Yeah. 
right, we had your your Tyrone, your your Fontaines, your Isaacs here to sell drug and cause destruction in the neighborhood. Yo, can we can we now can we discuss the David Allen Greers and the yeah. preachers and all? Or maybe these three go to to Memphis yeah. and find the next yeah, clone find and the uncover groups. that yeah. shit on some Scooby Doo yeah. shit because now they look on like some Nancy Sco- Drew shit. Yeah, so like it can be that thing, but yeah. the overarching thing is like listen. Stop acting like that motherfucker white man got this shit over you and you can't beat it. You can't man. defeat it. It's not like so. You know what that sound like, though? That sound like some shit Kanye said a couple years ago and got in trouble about. But think about this specifically. Fontaine, uh-huh. after they left the club and they pulled up and they had peaches, uh-huh. <laughs> Chester, <laughs> basically. Yeah. He found out that got this cold word that make you stop. And yeah. I can physically control you. Yeah. Right. And he was like, well, basically I'm fucked. You yeah. can control me. You put the gun. You made me put the gun to my own mouth, put the gun to his head. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do. I am defeated. Yeah. The white man, Keith or Sutherland yeah. has won. And then the black woman comes through, save the day. Mm-hmm. Be like, my nigga, I get that. But let's, let's think about a little bit more. Yeah. Well, she tried to say today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the black man say the, the pimp say today. You facts, feel me? Cause facts. he was like, Yo, you talk to her? Like, yeah, she cussed me the fuck out. Yeah. And, and all that shit. But and like, then she got snatched up. Yeah, and they went, they went to go, go get her. Yeah. Because the men go to war. Yep. The women got the idea. They got the plan. They bring that shit. And the men go to physically go to war. Yeah. Because when they went and got the hood, then was men. All the men had the guns and everything. They mm-hmm. went to war. So, like, it's so many different overarching things like you don't have to accept a defeated mind state you can fight back you can put something together and once you see it work you can go share that information with others and you can continue to fight back and you can use their own fucking traps against you because you thought that you had a token nigga in chester who was down for you Mm. i use the same tactics and the same brain control and everything like that that you use to to take control of him i use that shit too he's like nigga i ain't no fucking club Olympia black nigga ain't no fucking clone. Yeah. I know, but he is. He is. Shoot that nigga. Boom. Yo, what's funny is nigga he, is the word that's controlling y'all. What's so funny? Yo. Bars. Yo. But what's so funny is if the clone, if Tyrone is the everyday black man, mm-hmm. right? You thought so lowly of the everyday black man that you never thought that he could fucking outsmart you. Yeah. Never seen it coming. Yeah. And your own creation is what destroyed you. Come on. Which is usually how it goes in the first place. Like, you got so cocky and arrogant, whether your cause was righteous or not to you individually, you was like, yo, I don't want this shit to happen again. I would rather a peaceful society than one that would (laughs) have... This is the the tough question. Would you rather a peaceful society where you control everything, or would you rather have people have free will? I'm a free will person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it got to be but, real free will. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing with free will, right? You go all the way back to the beginning of the time. We had free will. But it was like, did we though? Because we got free will. It's like, For, but look, does free will even really exist? Listen, bro? I got the free will to want to, I got the free will to take your free will. Because mm-hmm. I felt like it. Yeah. That's what free will is. Yeah. And it's, yo, if God existed, it wouldn't be no cancer. No, you got free will. Yeah. So a person, knowing what to do and not to do, put some bad shit in your food so they can make more money. Mm-hmm. That was their free will. Yeah. And you got an option to eat it or not. That's how free will. We can't pick and choose which parts of it we want. Yeah. And if 
free will don't exist, then this whole experiment thing with God and all, having this, this shit don't make no fucking sense if it don't exist. Because yeah. I can just create a bunch, of, I can create a computer program and have everybody do what the fuck I say. Right. Here's the thing, right? They, free will gets monitored to an extent. When when laws and rules and regulations are made, right? These are all to alter. You still have free will, yeah, but it alters your your thought process, right? They put a consequence on that action, exactly. And you still and just how most people do. We talk about First Amendment all the fucking time, right? Say what the fuck you want. Nobody's ever said it's illegal to say this shit. Depending on what you're saying. Depending on what you're saying. Um, but you have the right. In most cases, to say whatever the fuck is on your goddamn mind. I was born. Can a motherfucker grant me freedom? I'm free, bro. Now, born free. You can do something to me after I I I, I do whatever. But guess what? You got. I guess you got the freedom to do that. And I got the freedom to say fuck those consequences. I'm a murder anyway. Yeah. Because murder's yeah. been illegal for a long time, and yeah. niggas is still murdering. Niggas been murdering, which is why you know when they. I, I remember when I was an undergrad and we were studying um, the death penalty, right? And just basically studying how ineffective the death penalty is, has been as a deterrent to crime, right? Or to capital crime, right? Capital punishment as a deterrent to capital crime has literally never worked, bro. You know what? I, did you see this little video that was going around? A fake video, fake yeah. news story about this machine that take people heads off? No. <laughs> Look at this shit. It was like not a guillotine? Uh, no. Okay. And it was like a... a now, uh, it's 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 fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> if this shit existed, yeah, it's stopping crime. <laughs> it's it's one hundred percent stopping crime. Objection is cruel and outdated. Ohio has replaced it with a system that quickly and humanely rips off the heads of death row inmates using powerful robotic arms. The new device is designed to be as humane as possible, emitting soothing white noise and putting prisoners on a cushioned seat before its metallic talons dig into their necks and painlessly wrench their heads off. Ohio Department of Corrections Director Gary Moore praised the machine, saying, quote, Our new system is a hallmark of compassion. Now these deaths will be pain-free because the machine's claws are coated with topical anesthetic. Quickly pulling off a prisoner's head is considered less cruel than lethal injection, which requires three separate chemicals to first stop the prisoner's breathing, then paralyze their muscles, and then finally induce cardiac arrest, while this new method of quickly crushing the detached head ensures a mercifully swift conclusion. The machine Yo, is all- Yo the, the fucking Yo. video graphics. The video is wild, no, no, But in real life, yeah. if you knew that was waiting for you, Within a short of, cause like yo, death row take me nineteen years to die. I'm not afraid. But if you're gonna, that's half the reason why folks aren't afraid. To like go to nigga, death row, bro. And by the time I've been in prison for nineteen years, get me the fuck out of here. And don't <laughs> let me fuck around and find a precedent that get me out this bitch within twenty years. But like, if if the quote unquote death penalty, yeah, was that if it was immediate death, and it was immediate, yeah. Now it can't be immediate because humans. Facts. In court proceedings mm-hmm. and processes, and I gotta go through all this because yeah. you could be wrong. Yeah, and I'm. It's it, a chance, yeah. right? But if I knew there was an immediate reaction yeah. to this action, and a machine was gonna rip my fucking head off, yeah, I ain't doing that shit. Though. Yeah, it definitely make you rethink. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because all the other shit that they had in play, even though I can't remember what state, it might have been Arkansas. I could be wrong. It could have also been Kansas. Could still be wrong. But I mean, one of the same two words. One of the state facts, but they pronounce them completely different. Never understood it. Um, one state in the U.S. and somebody looked this up for us is like currently they got it on the ballot to bring back the Texas. Uh, 
the um the, the shooting. The shooting. Yeah. yeah. Like, yo, we're gonna add this back. <laughs> now prisoners get a choice. We can either gun range you <laughs> or we can electrify or I'm sorry, we can lethal injection you, but one of these is back. And if you go on death row in this state, you're gonna get it. And I'm like, yo, some of the inhumane like we turned we tried to make the death penalty humane, right? We killing you, but we wanna do it in a humane manner. And it's like, nigga, in reality, the inhumane shit, probably to the point about the fucking ripping your head off, the inhumane way of doing this might deter motherfuckers a little bit more, dog. Mississippi, Utah, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. Okay. Are in talks to They're try trying to bring, to bring that back shit. the firing range. Yeah. Firing squad. Idaho lawmakers. Whoa. So Idaho might have been the state. Idaho lawmakers passed a bill this week yep. seeking to add the state to the list of those authorizing firing squads, which currently includes Mississippi, Utah, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. Damn. So that yeah. they already in there. Yeah, they they trying to bust at y'all, dog. So y'all, y'all be careful out here committing them capital crimes because they will shoot the shit out you. Whoa, 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 whoa. When was the last execution by firing squad? What you think? Uh shit, 95. Ronnie Lee Gardner was executed at Utah State Prison June 18, 2010 Damn. for killing an attorney during a courthouse escape attempt. Niggas have been getting shot and fired. I did not think this was going to be in my in my lifetime. I thought the firing squad ended in the 90s. I really did. I didn't know that was and still going on in the 90s. Yeah, I, I thought they got that out of here. Um, I, If they started visual, if they was like putting that shit on tape yeah. and showing niggas getting shot and killed. Shit, faces of death, dude. What I'm saying is like, <laughs> but on, that wasn't in the U.S. On Tuesdays, yeah. we 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 execute yeah. by fire range. I think to a certain age of criminal, that would straighten niggas up. Well, shit. I think I I remember reading. I hope. I remember reading I don't think I and hope. also seeing a couple of videos in classes in college um, of people getting electrocuted. The electric chair, right? Like, fam, to see a botched electric chair. Like killing, yeah, it falls under cruel and unusual punishment. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't stay. I don't. Um, but it made me not do none. Sure. <laughs> uh, the the reason I one of the reasons yeah. I don't support state sponsored uh, murder. execution murder is because why is your opinion on who should die more yeah. important in my opinion? This person did something to my loved ones. I yeah. think they should die so they can die. Just because these twelve people thought that yeah. they should die, like. Well, here's the thing, right? Um, you can't sanction murder. That's that's just pure. You can't say because, and the reason I say that, they kill your loved one. If you kill them in response to them killing your loved one, now you've committed a crime. Yeah. And it's premeditated. So now you've committed a capital crime, potentially. Yeah. But they premeditated the murder but of if my they cousin. But if they, pre, they literally predetermined that this person's going to die yeah. at the hands of the state, and not, not, that's considered legal and, and humane. Now, and then it's, 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 I would dare to say that's damn near unconstitutional because the state ain't supposed to have more power than the people. Come on. Man. So you mean to tell me you have the ability to do some shit that the people can't? Yeah. Now, now we got state have, sanctioned retaliation is wild when a, a family member can't retaliate. Yeah. Man. So in, in, in this particular case, let's just not murder people. Fam. I saw a video on Twitter of a, a man, um, remember the Larry Nasser nasty ass dude? Yeah. Um, raped all them women, whatever. 
the doctor, uh, I saw a video of the father of two of his victims. They were sisters um, during the court proceedings. And he was literally begging the judge to give him five minutes in a room with dog. Yo, give me five minutes. Dog. Just give me five minutes. With, he was like, like what? literally asking the judge, like he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm pleading with you. If you what could if, just give me a couple of minutes with him alone right now. What if he gave him five minutes and dude whooped his ass? Oh, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> you feel me? Nah. Like, when you ask for five minutes, nah, fam, you, gotta you, gotta, you, you gotta, gotta win And so when the judge kept telling him no, he kept asking. And I think he got so frustrated with the judge saying no, he charged at that. Like, he tried to run up on Larry Nasser. Of course, the fucking, you know, bailiffs and all them got to him before he could get him. But it was just like, you can't even run up on a nigga in court as a citizen. But the state could be like, yeah, we're going to kill this nigga. Well, why you ain't just let me beat him up in the court? Let me get five minutes. Man, if you'd have gave me my five minutes. And he asked him. He was like, he wanted five minutes with dog cuffed. Cuff him. Keep him, keep him just like that. Give me five. I'm about to beat the shit out this boy. But y'all won't let me do that. Hey, man. But y'all will be like, hey, we put him to death. This shit yeah, is crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, overall, man, I, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed. So we ain't necessarily talked about the acting in this film. Um, but the acting was really good. Um, uh, did you see this? <laughs> did you see the Jamie Foxx switcheroo coming at the end of the movie? Oh no, I didn't. Um, honestly, had kind of forgot about him in that scene. To be yeah. honest, like it, but it was obviously a welcome, like whoo, all right, because I didn't know how she was finna get out of that. And when I watched the movie the second time, I saw the beginning of it. Okay. So when when all the chaos was going on, yeah. he had a clone of himself and he was walking him out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I saw when she noticed, she looked down at him and when he was on the ground, because the, the clone of Jamie yeah. grabbed him and yeah. he got flipped and threw down. Got you. When he looked down, he didn't have no gold rings on. Because mm. he was like, you know, he flashy. And yeah, when, she, yeah, when yeah. he looked down, she was like, and oh, then shit. boom. Because he know he got all them fucking rings. He ready to go. Then he was like, oh shit. And yeah. then she started playing. Cause initially I didn't I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? He, he kind of popped up out of nowhere on that first one. And watch. then she yeah. hit him with a uh, a callback. I guess you don't she said something about my seer sucker suit or not yeah. seer sucker, but these basic ass suits or some shit. Cause basically he took his shit off, gave it to the clone. Yeah. Told her. Cause when he walked away, Jamie Foxx, well, Slim was telling him. Slick, rather. Slick Charles, yeah. He, he yeah. walked and was like... Shout to the wire. He's like, in 95, you was the um, the, the player of the year. So he was yeah, giving... Yeah, the player's him, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was giving the clone information while he was uh, he was naked, basically. Yeah, yeah. Gave him some clothes, and I'm like, boom. So now on my third watch, I got to go see when exactly the switch they happened. Switch. When did he not have gold on his yeah. fingers and shit? Because for the most part, he had it, and then while they was going on some one-on-one -on -one shit... The other dude just grabbed him from behind yeah. and he flipped him and boom, boom, boom. But I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good. That was, I wasn't, I didn't see that coming. That was it. definitely a good flip and, and a good save for Tiana Paris. Right. Um, cause I didn't know how the fuck she was getting out of that. I also didn't know how Keith or Sutherland with a six shooter shot 19 shots. Well, look, he, so it's funny. <laughs> At least when I noticed that he kept shooting, like, well beyond the six. He did the five. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. After the boom. Like, what? when I noticed he kept shooting, you were the first person I thought of. Because I was like, yo, Jay's going to kill this. Because what's going on? But I'm like, hey, maybe he they. He shot so many times. He cloned the bullets. I'm like, yo, 
This nigga got an extendo on a revolver. Yo, an extendo on a six shooter is insane. <laughs> so that's a that's a URL bar for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nigga say when I cock the sp- when I cock the blade. That's kind of like the. Uh, <laughs> I got a gun so big, you gonna you swear to this fake. fake. Yeah, where that nigga at? That nigga look like Fatal, dog. <laughs> Not Fatal. He look like Napoleon, dog. When uh, you know what that six shooter shit made me think of? That sound like when uh, when Hitman said he was gonna reload with the bullets that came out of it. Like that's not a thing, <laughs> but it sounded so crazy in that room, dog. Yeah, I remember somebody caught him out on that shit. Like, <laughs> nigga, what? <laughs> like. That's not <laughs> that ain't that's how a that cartoon, work, bro. motherfucker. Dog. Um, yo, man, uh, we, we talk about the acting. I think the, you know, the main three definitely performed. Uh, Jamie Foxx always going to do his thing. And a character like, when Jamie Foxx plays a character like this, I don't even feel like he acting. Like, this just feels like Jamie Foxx stepping into a role that he could do in his sleep. But it never feels like he's sleeping through it, though. Yeah. He's still very much committed to the role. Um, Tiana Paris. I like Jamie uh, and um, John Borrega's conversation at the table when he was talking about young nineteen ninety five blah blah. He was like, "Yeah, Man, I ain't never been no fucking uh, pimp of the year in ninety five." Man, when I he never, asked him, like, I, "I never went to the players' ball, did I?" But I, I remember had, going. I ain't never had no brother either, but I still love him though. Yeah, you feel me? Like. Yep. I get it, man. You up against a, a really fucked up situation. The deck is stacked against you. Um, and you probably believe in some shit that never really fucking happened. Man, man. But like that. the Or some shit that happened that you wasn't there for. Yeah. But you got all the feelings about it in the world. Yo, I feel like I was the pimp of the year at the player's ball that year. Like you feel that you experienced slavery. Come on, man. We can't co-op another motherfucking pain. Come on. Like you can't. You just can't. Yeah. Like if you've been a nigga in the street, you got shot a bunch of times, you tell me your story. I can't then take that. And act like that's my story. Yeah, I can yeah. respect that that happened to you. I can mm-hmm. learn from it. But a lot of us, a co-op, not even a person, like a co-op, a struggle from 400 years ago and then come with a mathematical mystery because it passed through my gene. No, that's not how it happened. But we started this pod earlier talking about like, yo, nigga, we ain't street niggas. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't lived in the streets. I didn't seen a lot of shit in the street, but I'm not a street dude, right? Because I'm not finna act and pretend like just because I grew up where I grew up and I was in the hoods I, I grew up in it, that I was doing all the shit that these cats was doing day in, day out. You looking for a payout from trauma that happened to another person, motherfucker. Another motherfucker set a lot of generations away from you. Facts. I'm Facts. not saying that it don't. It's the reason he was older, Fontaine. I'm not saying that it don't have an impact on you. Mm-mm. It does. Yeah. But like. I be seeing so much frustration as if you personally should get a check. Yeah. For like, nigga, this didn't happen to you. Yeah. Like it didn't. And anybody living right now didn't do it to you either. Mm. Like it didn't happen to you. Yeah. I'm not saying that you don't learn from the past and all the other shit, but like you can't get a check. Well, here's the thing about like shit like that. Like, you can stop, and it's probably more conditioning, dog. Just like they say, like, yo, you want to keep some shit from a black person, put it in a book, right? If Too many if, niggas writing books, bad books. If they said, yo, we'll give everybody black reparations right now, all you got to do is, like, prove 
via your lineage that your family was slaves and we'd give you reparations. Most of us wouldn't do the work to go prove that. Like we wouldn't go out and like really research far back enough to come back and concretely say, yeah, I'm the descendant of a slave. You don't know who your daddy is. How you know? Won't do the work. Like we got to do the work. And you can really stop a lot of us. It's another trope, but it's a real one, dog. You can stop a lot of us right at the door if you say, yo, you can have this. You can have all the fucking riches in the world. You can have all the access in the world. What all is, you got to do is do a little bit of work. What city or state giving a residence reparations? It's recently somebody said that oh, shit. Oh, I do remember that. Damn. But you got to prove that you was from Yeah, it. you got to. Hey, that lineage got to go back. And What if it, you find out that? That you wasn't. <laughs> We was kings. <laughs> All y'all niggas are kings. Fam. Don't even. But we was. But we wasn't. But we was, though. <laughs> you feel me? Like, we was. Uh, look. But ain't nobody never liked the king. Uh Oh, that's California. I thought that was California. Yeah, California. I don't trust um, that shit. Inside the California proposal to pay $12 million in reparations to black Americans. $12 million. Yeah. Like or 12 one point. I'm sorry, $1.2 million. To each. Oh, okay. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. If they was divvying up <laughs> 1.2 mil. Niggas is worse off. So they said it would cost the state just over $800 billion. Um, <laughs> Inflation is already crazy. Again. Yo, yo, yo. You know what they going to do? Like, come on, man. You know what they going to do? In 2019, the city of Evanston, Illinois. That's more money than COVID. <laughs> the city of Evanston, Illinois in 2019. Or is it? Did, they give, did we make a trillion dollars? No. I mean, like, literally make up. A trillion Evanston, dollars. Illinois committed to spend over $10 million over the course of 10 years on local citizen reparations. Um, it's the only city in the U.S., that so far, four years later, is still delivering on its promise of reparations to local citizens. <laughs> Shout out to Evanston. <laughs> they said, hey, if you out there and you can prove it, we got we got some cheese for you. What do you do with that, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love it. Oh, here's the thing, yo. If they found that I should qualify for reparations from being a descendant of slaves... I'm going to take that money. I'll be thinking like, but I right, feel like that's regulated. Let's just say, <laughs> yo, do they tax it? Let's just say, so the, 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 the reparations, this is the only feasible way that you can get people reparations. Mm. Black people ain't got to pay taxes for 400 years. Mm. Mm. That's the only thing that you can do without making any more money. Yeah. Y'all don't have to pay taxes on anything for 400 years. This is the thing, right? Ain't it like, and again, this is me not having researched this at all. This is complete Detroit nigga who grew up here and heard it from other people. Don't like when like the Arabs and shit come over here, like immigrants from other countries. They don't that gotta pay seven, taxes. The whole seven year shit. Yeah, I have no idea. If I don't know if that's true or not, but everybody we've in Detroit has it, heard that. We've been saying, yeah, nigga, they don't gotta pay taxes for seven years, bro. I don't even know if that's a thing. Of course they come over here and get all the shit. <laughs> and it's like I don't, I don't really know. I don't know to any Arab I've ever put that trope on. I'm sorry, I never researched it. Could be true, could be not, but. Uh, or not even Arabs, like, but just immigrants in general, dog. Like, we've heard it. Like, y'all come to America and get seven years tax free. No Let's clue see. if it's what true. What happens or not. if you haven't? <laughs> what is the seven year rule for immigrants? Mm-hmm. Permit other immigrants living in the country, but wouldn't put them on a path. Yeah. Do citizens living in the U.S. for seven years become 
That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to put new Detroit liquor store owners <laughs> who I went to high school with. Did they families pay taxes? Because I was told in high school that they did not. I was told that shit all my life. Yeah, bro. All the way back to elementary, I remember hearing that shit. Yo, shout out to all y'all listeners who tapped in still in two hours and 44 minutes into the pie. Oh, factual. I want y'all to send us a voice note if you've ever heard that shit and tell yeah. us where you from. Yeah. Because I want to know if there's some regional shit. Cause, yeah. Because in Detroit, couple, most I, I, Detroit I, folks have heard that foreigners don't have to pay taxes the, for seven the years. The immigrants who come to the states don't pay taxes for seven years. I have no clue if it's real or not. And this quick internet search did not give me the answer quick <laughs> enough, so yeah. we have to circle back on that. But I wonder, have you heard that, and where are you from? Because yeah. what if that's... Because yeah. in Detroit, the conversation usually... So Metro Detroit is home to um, the largest population of... Arab Americans in outside the of the Middle East, outside of the Middle East, in yeah. the world, like in the world, yeah, yeah, outside of the Middle East, um, Dearborn, Michigan, specifically, um, a lot of, as well as Michigan has more Polish people than any other than place in the world, any other, than, other Poland. than Poland, yeah. Um, growing up in Detroit, you would hear, you know. This trope about pa- pa- liquor store owners, pa- gas Pavlovian station owners, this, pa- this Pavlovian <laughs> conditioning that we got. Um, that, Which could you know, be 100%. Somebody's yelling at the- Arab, Somebody told us that Arab Americans, who get their, whoever the first generation was that no, came no. over here. Someone's screaming at the podcast right now explaining how dumb we are. Hey. Like you niggas. But I'm telling y'all. I have no idea. This was the Pavlovian conditioning that we got. Because we grew up hearing... These motherfuckers taxes. come over here and don't pay taxes, and for that's seven the years. reason that they win it. And that's the reason they win. That's the only reason because yeah. they don't pay taxes for ten years. Meanwhile, you don't have an actual job to pay taxes on. Come on. You don't pay taxes. You yeah. sell drugs for a living. I was in fifth grade thinking I wasn't winning because I had taxes. <laughs> Fam, where you work? <laughs> where you work? I don't. I was pissed. Like, like you, I'm at the gas station. Like, dog, you don't even pay fucking taxes. Like, bro, scam for a living. Talking about taxes. Come on. Don't get me started. You know, my whole idea is to get rid of the federal income tax and just put a national sales tax on every product. You get all your money from work. Mm-hmm. That way, no matter what you do for money, you you so if Jeff Still Be- paying taxes. so if Jeff Bezos wants to buy something, well, mm-hmm. there's a national tax. You don't yeah. get to to circumvent with a special law or yeah. privilege. If everything there is a, has a national tax on it, no one is exempt from yeah. it. And if the more that you buy, the more that you yeah. like that. I, me personally, Fam, think that's the best way. Changing tax laws because you make more money is crazy. The fact that there are states that just hey, well, have no state tax. What's so funny? What? Like the, the the people who make the most money legitimately pay eighty eight percent of the taxes in the country, uh, which is crazy when you think about it. Because yeah. we always think that no, the middle class they is pay, yeah, it's like eighty eight percent. So they be like, y'all should pay more taxes, nigga. We take care of most of it. But like, think about like Florida. Yeah, well, I know state tax. Like, bitch, who? Hello, Michigan. Like, hey, I need y'all to let's get on board with that Florida move. Like, Florida don't do a lot. I agree with, but helping it out because that's homeowners and shit. A lot of niggas go to NBA and play for Florida because they they don't have to pay taxes. Shaq never sold his house from the Orlando Magic, ever. Wanna why? <laughs> Ain't no state tax on that bitch. Like, come on, fam. 
It it just why is this not nationally fucking recognized? What the hell, bro? Like help me help myself. I don't even know how that helps Florida. I don't know how it or helps. Maybe it helps it helps the economy in Florida because people want to move there and spend money there. Yeah. Because I, I have a little bit more of it and I can spend more of it and it moves to my economy. You yeah. know. Speaking of cities where people move and spend money, right? You know, trying to turn downtown Detroit into like a, you know, real like downtown, right? They're trying to make it like this sprawling place where you can come, you can shop, eat, walk around, do activities, whatever, right? Why exactly do we want that though? No clue. But check this out though. <laughs> this how they take shit too far. <laughs> So that uh that justified show right um w- when you sent me like yo I ain't realize this was in Detroit yeah. this current season because it's a new iteration of the the old show um it's like a like a Law and Order SVU or some okay. shit okay so I watched the first couple episodes it was decent it was straight but it was a scene in Detroit D Town Casino no it, I thought that was gonna be the worst yeah D Town Casino was not the worst the worst was dog coming out his hotel downtown Detroit. And it was a Louis store directly across the street. Shorty was like, "Oh, they in New York." <laughs> I, I was mean, like, a "Gucci store now." So. It ain't a Louis store. And that bitch was dead in the mud. I was like, "Yeah, that's like, uh, like Forty Second Street or some shit." It was just wild to see that on uh, on this show. That was they had a lot of Detroit in it. I'll give them that. But Arma- boy, that Louis it was store in Armada, like, Michigan, like you know, Armada, of yo, quite a while, yo, <laughs> quite a way away from Detroit. Yo, <laughs> them fucking uh, cider mill trips. Take a drive, nigga. You gotta fill up the tank to yeah. go to fucking Armada, bro. Um, yo, man, that's the only reason I've ever been to Armada. Why the else be- would I ever? Blake's, right? Yeah. Why else would I go out there? Why would I ever be in Armada, Michigan, bro? That don't even sound like a place I want to go. And I gotta tell you, when you leave the cider mill, it don't feel like somewhere you want to be. It's forty four minutes from here, which yeah. add another eighteen from my. Cr- Come on, man! Come on, man! Um, nigga, <laughs> that's the only thing there. <laughs> the whole city. Yeah. It's just, look, it's just yeah. it's we, nothing else. We but was talking green. about parts of Michigan that's country, <laughs> Armada, Michigan, bro. Like, yo, where the people at? Yo, man. Um, they clone Tyrone. Very, very, this was a, it was a great movie, not just because of the performances, not just because of the satire, not just because of the real shit, right? But it's a conversation starter. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those movies that, again, this pod was built on, right? We This is the type of content that me and Jay thrive on because... This is what we want to come in here and be able to discuss. I don't want to just tell you verbatim, here's what happened, here's what I thought. I want to really dive deep into some of these conversations, and this movie gave exactly that. Um, I think the performances across the board were fitting. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland might have been the randomest choice in this movie, but he worked, right? Um, David Allen Greer, it was a blink if you missed it type of moment but me as a huge fan of david allen greer soon as i saw him i knew who it was i also didn't think it was uh anything less than by design that they had him looking like frederick Douglass. this is interesting what's that uh this will be an occult breakdown of the new occult masterpiece on netflix they clone tyrone um control subconscious mind controls all the systems in the body intelligent field that created the body from a single fertilized uh, all right i don't know uh, the self, mm. the feminine, the higher mind, the masculine, the lower mind. All right, I can see that. Yeah, I like that. Prostitute is the sacral chakra, light, the sex chakra. 
I'm always confused. Not confused, but all the chakra That's stuff. not my area. It's not yeah. my area of expertise. Yeah. When people talk, I be like, you could be 100% right, or you could be. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The name for Fontaine is reference to a fountain, water source, a.k.a. the life force. Mm. This film is actually following the journey of Fontaine. His two companions throughout the film, Slick Charles and Yo-Yo, are not actual people. They exist within Fontaine. All right. Um, I'm not saying they wrong. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's just it's a different way of looking at it, dog. Yeah. And that's that's what this movie is for, bro. Uh, it's a whole bunch of I, I don't know. Yo, um, to everybody listening to this, we will be back in the studio later this week. Um, we going we going culture pod. We going to talk hijack. Um, we going to get into uh, a lot of other shit. But this is interesting. What's that? When they entered in the empty house and take the elevator to the basement, that takes them to the underground cloning facility, which represents going deep into the subconscious. Mm. Within the lab, the subconscious, Fontaine enters the enters a clone, an aspect of himself. He don't enter the clone, though. Encounters. Encounters. Oh, it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Encounters I a clone, an uh, aspect of himself. All right, I can follow yeah, that. Yeah, I can see that one. Um, represents the trio entering the underground cloning facility, subconscious mind. I see where they going. Send me yeah, that. Yeah. I see where they going. Shout out to um, Name Tag. He just sent me this. Yeah, Name Tag. What up? Um, I'm I'm interested to hear a lot of y'all's theories, uh, a lot of y'all thoughts about the movie. Again, shout out to Name Tag, D Scott, Aaron. Yo, this is a bar though. Okay. The ego. They use a white guy to reference the polarity. Note that he can control the clones an aspect of the mind with the cold word, mm-hmm. <laughs> aka the white man can control you with that cold word, which is called nigga. nigga. Uh, including the Fontaine and Slick Charles, but not Yo Yo. All right, this is this is. Uh, I like it. I hey, look, I and we we called that cold word shit out twenty minutes ago. Big so fans. you know, y'all know the vibes. Y'all know where y'all heard this brilliant shit first. But um, shout out to uh the few of y'all that was able to get a voice note in. Again, I know how difficult it is to live y'all's life and watch a two hour movie and watch it enough that you could send in a voice note that makes some type of sense. Um, but if you weren't able to get that voice note in today, have no fear. We'll definitely still get it off on the pod we do later in the week um, Just to make sure that, you know, one, everybody's opinion is heard And two, we keep this conversation going, man Because it's a really interesting convo And it's one of the movies, again, even if you don't necessarily think it's like Jordan Jordan Peele-esque It is in the sense that social commentary can come from it, right? If you really look at this movie and really start diving into um, the subconscious, you start diving into the chakras and you just start diving into the idea of the social conditioning that has happened um, in lower economic areas. This is a great movie to fucking watch and discuss and send your voice notes in. Hit us up this week in culture pod at gmail.com. We would love to continue this convo on our next pod and just hear what y'all got to say. Also want to know what y'all thought about the pod and the review, man. Um, let us know what y'all thought about the film, the review. Um, just, you know, hit us up. Tap in with us, man. We are here. Y'all already knew we was going to get this pod in. Um, been looking forward to it a long time, and the movie did not disappoint. The convo didn't disappoint either, man. Um, excited to hear what y'all thought, man, and just get more audience reviews and, and just learn more about how y'all are receiving this film. Um, let us know if y'all think it's going to be a, a part two. I hope if, so. If so, you know, what would y'all want to see in a part two, man? We're going to get to write it. <laughs> also that, man. Um, And just hit us up, man. Tap in with the gods. We are here. Uh, Hijack pod and, and culture pod coming later in the week, man. But until then, I'm Ant. That's Jay. Episode 323. They clone Tyrone. Peace.